Don't waste your time shopping at other online retailers when you can find exactly what you need on Amazon faster than Spencer can do a slide puzzle. Get the best deals on everything you need and help support Survivor podcasts like these when you start your shopping at robhasawebsite.com slash Amazon. Coming to you live from my apartment, it's Rob Has a Podcast, and now here's the guy who now proudly brings you podcasts in both English and Llama, (laughs) Rob Sestrino, hello everybody, and welcome to Rob Has a Podcast, Rob Has a Llama Cast, Rob Has a Cochrane Cast, because look who's here for the first time since the premiere of Survivor One World on the day after Survivor. Here is John Cochran. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a thrill to be back, especially with such a wonderful season. I'm overjoyed. Yeah, well, Cochran, I am very excited to have you here, back here on the podcast. You've been on the podcast a few, a few times, but not in a recap podcast role. Right, and last time I was talking about One World, which is like, what's such a drag in retrospect? I think I was trying to muster enthusiasm for it when I was talking about it last time. It was the first episode. You were no, that, that, that was legitimately good, actually. The first episode was encouraging, but then it fell apart. But no, this, is, this has been, like people are saying, the best season, probably since Heroes vs. Villains, I think even further back than that. Think about all the things that have happened since the last time you were, you were on the podcast to recap an episode. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, top of, top of my mind is winning reality game masters. <laughs> winning reality game masters. I was just talking in Survivor. Oh, history. right. Okay. Oh, so, my God. I'm thinking about, solely about myself, of course. Yeah. So anyway, so we are going to have a lot of fun here today with Cochran, and then we are also going to have after Cochran, then Nicole is going to step into the studio. We have all guests live here today for you guys. Then Nicole is going to come in, and we're going to listen to your voicemails here on the final Thursday before the Survivor finale. You like the finale on a Wednesday? I do. It, it takes me back to old times. I don't know. It, it used to be on. Has it always been on Sunday? Maybe I'm wrong. So now. the first season of Survivor, the first summer was on a Wednesday. Right. And summer 2000. Then the premiere of Survivor Australia was on a Sunday night after the Super Bowl. Okay. And then I I want to say then, it, um, I'm sorry, not the premiere. The, the finale of Survivor Australia was on. A Thursday. It was on its regular Thursday okay. slot. And I'm trying to remember if Africa, I think, was a weeknight. I think, and then I think Marquesas was a weeknight. And, uh, um, no, I'm sorry. Marquesas was a Sunday night. Okay. And that was with the Rosie you know O'Donnell. Well, is... the, I really know my stuff from before I played. And okay. then after, I was like, uh, yeah. I'm over it. Um, not really. I do right. a hundred podcasts a week. <laughs> but, that was Marquesas. That was where Rosie O'Donnell gave the cars yeah, to everybody. The, the, came out on a, on a motorcycle, as I recall. <laughs> with Colby, yeah. right? And then, Thailand was on a weeknight. I remember that because I had just come home from playing the Amazon. I was watching, uh, like, I, I didn't really oh God, know what was, was going on. disorienting, right? A little disorienting. And then the Amazon was on a Sunday. We've been, I think, on a Sunday since Amazon. So, yeah, and, so, and I feel like there's always like, oh, Christ, it's Sunday. I have to watch the Survivor finale. It's always kind of just like this, oh, oh, wait, man, it seems it's, it's always a little bit Do you think the numbers will be good? Will the ratings be, like, do you think there's oh, yeah. a factor of people like, oh, I forgot it was on? I think that people forgot uh, usually on Sundays and they're going to remember this yes. time. I think it's going to be good that Sunday is like a big prime. Now it's like a big hot night for shows. There's Game of Thrones and all these cable Too shows Too much other and stuff on right? Sunday. Wednesday, we're, Survivor's already destroying Idol. 
So it's already the King of Wednesdays. It's and, the American Idol finale, too, I think, on Wednesday. But who cares? I mean, like, I, I saw a picture of the final six or something a few days ago that all these mutants... Like, the Survivor final <laughs> six? No, 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 I'm talking about the freaking... No, I'm talking about American Idol. All right. No, all Survivor's right, good. fantastic. Good. No, this is the best final six in the show's history. Cochran, I want to show you something now that you, uh, you're up here. I have here... Yeah, I'm in the were, flesh, were you, by the were way. You wonder, were you wondering what, what this was over here? Oh, this is oh the, my God. the trophy that we're going to award to the Rob has this a podcast beautiful. fan favorite player of the season. Careful, there's a bell oh. up here. Oh my god! Oh, this is I, a beautiful. I still have to glue it okay. in there. Yeah. That's going to be. But uh, Cochran, give us your thoughts for the people. Paint the word picture of the survivor. <laughs> survivor Kagayan. I mean, Rob it, has a podcast fan favorite player of the season award. Just physically, what it looks like. <laughs> sure. Or, I mean, it looks, and, and your thoughts holding it. You're the first other survivor besides myself to hold okay, it. Okay. Well, I've yeah, I've never one fan favorite or anything, and I can only imagine the thrill of holding this. The fact that it has the signature ding bell on top is beautiful. It has kind of like a slight uh, ice cream cone design to it. <laughs> Could you eat ice cream out of it? <laughs> I very easily. Yes. Um, <laughs> with, with this like beautiful golden swirl around it, it is gorgeous. I mean, whoever wins this is going to be, uh, you know. Their, the, the interior decorating of their house or apartment or whatever is going to skyrocket because of the result. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is fantastic. All right. Well, that's going to go to the winner of the Survi- Rob as a Podcast Survivor Kakayan uh, Fun. We all know who's going to get it, though, right? This season. Uh, and you can vote all week long at robaswebsite.com slash POTS. Who are you saying? You think it's a foregone conclusion? I think it's a foregone conclusion that Spencer's going to get it. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll I'd see. love to be surprised. I would love Tony to get. And we're going to talk about these people. I worship Tony. You worship Tony. Okay. Good. Well, I was interested to know what your thoughts are. Let's get into this I'm last fine. night. Okay. So we have Tony all season long yeah. has been this guy who's done all sorts of crazy things, unpredictable things. Yeah. But it's worked for him. And now we reach a point in the game where Steven and I, we did Survivor Normals. We had no idea what. Tony is even thinking. We don't even understand this move because Trish gets voted out. He doesn't play his idol for her. We're all like, oh my God, what a dumb move. Didn't play his idol. And then after we see Trish's final words, we see that Tony voted for (laughs) Trish. And and the way he was mouthing out something, it looked like kind of a violent vote too, unless I was misreading that. It seemed like he was a kind of like an impassioned vote. I don't know. So Cochran, tell us about your take on Tony so far. Well, about that specific move or Tony overall? Uh, how about Tony overall okay, and then t- take us Tony overall to so first off I want to say I think he's the best cast in Discovery since Coach no okay. questions there asked I think whoever discovered him or whoever's casting per- person was deserves a raise a promotion whatever he's fantastic because the thing about Tony is that he has like a delirious infectious enthusiasm about the game it's not mean spirited he never actually even though like you know we'll hear cast say he's a bully or whatever but that's really the only person we consistently hear that he's like negative uh, or, or bad stuff uh, about him from. He, he seems like a pretty jovial, personable guy. He's just playing aggressively because he loves the game so much. I think he gives the most compelling interviews. I think his llama stuff is fantastic. Um, the spy shack stuff. There's an authenticity to him too. And that you know, if we want to talk about like returning player seasons versus new player seasons, I think that's what's so fantastic about this new season: the authenticity and the sincerity of the reactions of people. That's what makes Spencer so great too. But Tony, I mean, it's not contrived. He's not. I mean, you could say the spy shack stuff or whatever, or saying cops are us earlier on. Those are the only times he veered a little bit into. Oh, I think this will be good for camera. But other than that, he's just playing this game aggressively. He's living it every moment. I love him, and he's hilarious. I mean, bag of tricks is funny to me. Um, everything he does is great. 
Could you compare some of what Tony has done this season to Philip, who you got to play with in Caramoan? Do you see any similarities there? Um, I mean, on a very, very superficial level, like the references to spies and R Us, I guess is like a direct <laughs> connection. But um, I think that the difference, and this is a returning player versus new player difference, is that Philip played his first season at Redemption Island. He came back, he got the the opportunity to see himself on TV, saw what people reacted well to, saw what people didn't like, and he either exaggerated the things that people liked about him, you know, giving spy names and stuff, and probably downplayed the stuff and overcompensated in the opposite direction about stuff that people didn't like. Tony has not yet had that opportunity. So he's going in there just being himself. Mm-hmm. And that's what's great about it. I think that, you know, I, I love Philip and I enjoyed his presence out there. But I think there was probably some posturing, as there is from any returning player, myself included, the second time around from. But Tony is the real deal right now. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. All right. This move last night. Yeah. Okay. We're at the final five. Tony votes out Trish, who to us at home has been the his closest ally throughout the game. There was no strategy talk from Tony last night about why he might want to get rid of Trish. Yeah. What did you think about this move? I mean, on a very basic level, it doesn't seem like a great move. But I was trying to think about what his rationale was. And I haven't watched any of the secret scenes or watched the exit interviews or anything. And I'm actually, I'm going to play you a clip from one of the secret scenes in a minute. which sort of is going to shine some light into what Tony may be thinking. Okay, well, here's my prediction. And I hope I'm right because this will make me feel like a genius. My prediction is that he's seen throughout the course of the season, he's able to vote somebody off keeping Trish in the dark and she'll rebound a couple days later and come back to him and, you know, show her loyalty. And that would make you think, okay, maybe that means she should keep he should keep her around because she's so loyal. But I think his philosophy is, okay, we're about three or four days away from the end. I can vote her off now. She'll have a, maybe a day or two where she's sulking, but she'll rebound from it and she'll be my fiercest uh, protector and advocate on the jury and maybe she'll be able to tell the other people on the jury to vote my way. She can be a big supporter for him. My fear, I mean, that he might be wrong is that the other jurors are very, I think, likely to pounce on her and make her feel horrible about what Tony did to her. So I don't know whether it's the best plan, but that's my prediction. Okay. Well, I think you're getting a lot hotter than Stephen Fishback and I got. Oh, outside. boy. Right, let's let's play. do it. All right. Here's Tony. <laughs> this is from a secret scene on YouTube. I'm sure it's on CBS.com, too, called uh, The Hardest Part. Here's Tony talking about <laughs> is that a it. Wiener reference. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> uh, no. And I cut out like the, the first like, 15, uh, 20 seconds where he's talking about. What is the hardest part of the game? Is it the elements? No. No. It's not the elements. Is it the boredom? No. No. And so he goes, like, he asks himself, like, a, like interviews himself, okay. which is one of my pet peeves. I hate that. Yeah. Okay. Here's Tony. Right now, right here, is when I have people that I've been a, since the beginning, since day one, with Trish and Wu, that have been loyal to me, that come to me and say, Tony, I don't care what you said about me. I heard what you said about me, but I'm still loyal to you. Knowing that I'm a huge threat, I'm still loyal to you? That's priceless, man. That's priceless in the real world. It's priceless out in the game of Survivor. But here's the tough decision. I know I can get Wu's vote. I know I can get Trish's vote. I know I cannot get Cass's vote. So it'd be smart of me to say, you know what? Cass is coming with me since I'm not going to get a vote from her anyway. And nobody else is giving her a vote. Trish will definitely not vote for Cass. Spencer will definitely not vote for Cass. And Wu will definitely not vote for Cass. So I'm in a position right now, it's a very, very strong, it's very deep, it's very sick to have to make a decision like I have to make in the next two, three days. Okay. So I think you're 100% right about this, where Tony feels like, I think this is 
the the missing piece that we should have got in the episode last night. But it would have killed the suspense. I guess right. it but he didn't say he was definitely doing that. I think if you could have gotten yeah, it, yeah, like yeah. Uh, he's something he's considering, right? As opposed to, I don't think that the right reaction should be Twitter blowing up like it did last night. What? Yeah. I don't. Why? I don't have no idea why that happened. Uh, and maybe, but it was an entertaining tribal council as a result of that, though, right? You, you think that people should leave the episode thinking, okay, I know why that happened. I understand why that happened. Otherwise, like, why not just put like a bunch of random footage together, right? Because then we'll really be confused. Like, I don't think Survivor should be like, you know, Twin Peaks, where you walk yeah. away from it, where... Yeah. It's like, Wait, what? What? Well, maybe he'll explain himself at the beginning of the next episode. Kind of like we got with Wu this time. We, we opened up the episode with him kind of coming clean about why he thinks that he wants to go to the end with Tony and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like when Survivor is really executed well, it should be a case for both of the possible outcomes should be made. And then somebody before Tribal Council is like... Boy, I could do this, or I could do this. Like, yeah, I guess we're just you, gonna have to like see the, how. It I think goes. that's such a trite trope at this point in Survivor's <laughs> history. I like the fact that there can be a viewer blindside completely, and that's what I've, I've loved about this season. I go into tribal councils not knowing what's going to happen, not thinking there are two linear paths of okay, it's either going to be this or it's going to be that. I like that. Oh my god, what the hell just happened? Can't wait to see you next week to see what the aftermath is. I think that's what's been great about it. Okay, so let's talk about this as an actual strategy. Okay, yeah. so Tony feels like he has Trish, and I don't know if this means that Wu is next, and Tony is going to try to get Spencer and Cass in the finals I mean idiotic in in the finals and I would say you know tread lightly with that plan of trying to go to the end with Spencer but I think another thing that we have to also bring into this is that it feels like we're starting to get enough information to say this could be a final two this season and I feel like we've started to go from it could be a final two to I think we're almost saying with certainty that this is a final two this season on on my way over here I was checking Twitter and apparently it's out right so there's a couple things So Trish, in her exit interview with me, and then also I think with Dalton Ross, mentioned something about the final two. We're also going into the final episode with four people. Which has happened. I think China had the same thing, though, right? I'm not sure about China. I know in Philippines they had had a challenge where Malcolm got an advantage to then have another chance in the immunity challenge, um, which uh, he still ultimately didn't didn't end up helping him that much. So it's sort of like a waste of 20 minutes of everybody's time (laughs) on that. And so... We've also seen now previews for the finale where it's like uh, four survivors are left, yeah. three tribal councils, okay, well, two. Uh, I forget what it was two. It was two, two hours, two hours, okay. <laughs> and then they cut to Jeff. One survivor. Yeah. Um, so with three tribal councils, you got to think that we're, we are, can say now with certainty this will be a final two. Well, that's amazing. That's yeah. fin- are you happy about it being a final two? I am. I, I do think it'll be do a final two. Do you prefer final twos? Uh, maybe is something you discussed at great length before. I, just, I prefer it. And even though I lost coming in third, where yeah. a final three would have benefited my situation, even though I didn't win, I would have at least gotten to the end yeah. because of a final three. I think it's the more pure way to play. You don't think it gives inordinate power to the person who wins the final immunity challenge? Oh, sure it does, but I feel like it it means more to win that challenge. It's like you raise the stakes of everything. And I feel like the whole season ends up becoming more impactful. And I, I don't mean to... Yeah. I know you won no, in the No, no, fi- no. I, I probably agree with you. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to uh, draw this conversation. But I feel like that the dr- there's drama at final three in a final two where there isn't with a final three. Like, you don't get that same juice with a, when, when it's the final four and they're going to vote out one person to get to final three. That... that 
that there's been a lot of great moments in Survivor history that have come out of the final three getting down to final two. Yeah, and whether it's Richard it's one ha- person casting a vote, I mean, it is an exciting thing. It is an exciting thing, but it doesn't like look at Richard Hatch in the first season of Survivor. Uh, I mean that that was exciting. You've had like um, I remember Survivor Africa, even though uh, Lex lost there, it was it was an exciting moment. So I feel like that's a really exciting that's more exciting that final three challenge than the final four challenge of who's gonna take control and be able to take the person they want to sit with to the end no i agree with that and and i'm just thinking the closest we had to something like this recently was i guess in philippines when it was the final three of the matching tribe and you had the you know it was russell swan denise and malcolm and even though that was just you know probably like the fourth tribal council or something that was still like a remarkably tense exciting tribal council because so just to, to know that that you know sort of feeling is gonna be back is exciting Okay, so now that we have that, we sort of triangulated that piece of information, does okay. that make Tony's move better or worse? Um, so who's on the jury? I guess we, we should start with, just just to go through it, the jury now is going to be, uh, so it was Sarah, Sarah, and then it was Morgan, Morgan. and then was, was LJ next? Yeah, LJ, then uh, Jeremiah? Jer- uh, Jeremiah, then Jeffra. Jeremiah, and then Jeffra. And, and Tasha. And then Tasha, and now Trish, and then there'll be some combination of Wu and also, uh, well, I'm, I'm guessing some combination of Wu, Cass, Tony, and Spencer. So two of those four. Yeah. Um, whether it makes his, it maybe makes his decision slightly worse, right? I mean, like, I, my philosophy was like, you need five votes here. Yeah. Okay. You need five out of nine. Let's see who, who who's he going to get. Okay, so let's. Well, sure, are we going through through each of the possibilities of all the final two permutations? Well, I guess let's or? let's sort of like beforehand. Let's just figure who did he have out of this out of the top six so far. Did he have any of these votes already? Um, is he does he have bad blood with Sarah? Um, I don't know. I think he has fair blood with Sarah. Like I could see that one going either way because I don't think that Sarah looks at Tony as. It's because of Tony I'm on the jury. Right, yeah. I think Sarah looks at Cass and says, right. it's because of Cass I'm here. Uh, Wu, Spencer, Tony, and Cass. So those are those are the other people that, that are left in the game. Um, I feel like nobody that's in this six really hates Tony except for maybe LJ and Jeffra. I feel like they're the most, they'd be the most bitter towards him. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, Tasha, is she really super bitter towards Tony? Probably not. Right. He doesn't have any cheerleaders on the jury. Right he doesn't now, have, right. Now, does that is that a good move if Trish goes to the jury and becomes a cheerleader for Tony? But do, do, can you blindside somebody and get them to be your cheerleader? I think, I think you can, and I think maybe maybe this makes it a better move. The earlier you do it, the more time she has to recover emotionally from it. Like if she were kicked off right before the final tribal council and she were put on the jury. She'd still be reeling from the the blind side, but now she might be able to recover from it a little bit. Think, oh, you know, he did take me out for pizza, and that was wonderful, and uh, he was a sweet guy after all. Um, and you know, he stood up for me every now and then. So she'll have more time. But I actually don't think that's going to happen. I think more likely is, you know, I haven't been watching the Ponderosa footage, so I don't know whether it's been a, a, a congenial atmosphere or what. But when Trish came back to the Ponderosa. The other players didn't seem too happy to see Trish. It was like they were annoyed with Trish. Oh, they disliked Trish. Okay. And she was the one that Tony was like, oh, well, the jury likes her so much. 
they didn't like her because of association with Tony or just because they dislike her? I'm not sure. Sometimes it seems like the jury is like more mad at the people like with Boston Rob season. That it's almost like the- they're more like mad at the people who never made a move on Boston Rob right. or, you know, I guess uh, to a lesser degree, Kim or, you know, Tyson last season. The people that just went, you know, went along with it and never took that person out. Yeah, I, I think that's probably about. Right. I think that they're probably mythologizing. Uh, this is my guess. I have no idea. But probably the jury's like mythologizing Tony right now as this person at the top of the hill. And it's like the audacity of these people that are kicked off not to have tried to take him down. You freaking loser jerk. Tony's untouchable right now. Spencer's probably their last golden hope of like somebody that can maybe take him down. So I'm sure they're, uh, they were overjoyed when they saw him with the necklace on. Is Spencer the Ozzy to the Savai jury members? Well, that's the thing. That's, it's interesting. Do people like Spencer? Like, I, I mean, the viewers love him, and I'm rooting for him and everything, obviously, but it's unclear to me, like, when he's talking to people, they don't seem completely delighted with him. I mean, like, they didn't show, when he walked into tribal council, I didn't see, and it, with the necklace on, I didn't see a ton of giant smiles, and Tasha even kind of had, like, a stoic expression on her face. Yeah, you would have thought, I was waiting to see Tasha be, like, really, like, yeah. beaming that, that Spencer got immunity and even in my exit interview with tasha she didn't seem super warm towards spencer it was sort of like that they had like a marriage of convenience but it wasn't like she was rude she said i was playing this game by myself right so it's interesting i think that spencer would win oh sure but but, uh whether they whether his whether he fills their hearts with the same sort of joy that that ozzy did uh for the savai people i i don't necessarily see that because i don't see people loving spencer the players Right? And Savai loved Ozzy. I mean, don't get me started on that. The fact that we had to clap for him when he got voted off. Like, what the hell is that? Why don't we all get a standing ovation <laughs> when we clap? get voted off? I didn't cl- I had my, my legs crossed very effeminately and my hands <laughs> draped on my knees, as I recall. Um, <laughs> but I was, you know, being a contrarian and pouting, I'm sure. Okay, so spent for Tony now. And actually, this is one other interesting thing with the Ponderous. I know I'm kind of all over the place. No, 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 I'm, I, it's my fault, too. So, oh, thank you very much, Cochran. Uh, so, with Tony, the jury members, when, when Trish comes back in the Ponderosa, the jury members is like, like, Trish is like, yeah, I don't know, even know what happened. And so, everybody's like, no, Tr- Trish, don't you see? Tony voted against you. And like, what? Really? And they're like, yeah, Tony voted against you. He masterminded the whole thing to get you out. And which, to us, I don't know if that's the if that's right. Well, that's not the case. But right. the jury is giving Tony all the credit for that move because he was in on it. But I, it feels like to me, Tony sort of came in at the last second, jumped on the pile, and was like, "Okay, woo, I'm back with you. I'm gonna give you what you want. You yeah. you want Trish out? I'll vote with you, and then you come back with me." And so I feel like that's what he did more than this was his master plan to get Trish out at five. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you, I feel like in the last moments before tribal council, we saw Tony say something like, "I just got to get on the same page as Wu." And then that was the last. And that was the that was if there was any suspense before tribal council, that was like, "Oh, what's the same page mean? Does that mean he's gonna vote out Trish?" I guess I don't know. But isn't Tony's logic of the clip that we I played somewhat faulty? Where it was like he says that Wu and Trish that basically he's tricked them and they've come back to him. If Wu is voting Tony voting against uh tony's side like isn't that necessarily mean that woo is not necessarily a you know a delivered vote for tony in the end um 
I think we would vote for Tony. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, th- I think we would vote for Tony. I think Tony... Who do you think would win in Tony versus Spencer, a final two? Maybe we're getting oh. to this later, but... Uh, well, I, we can talk about it now. I wanted to ask you about who, if you think Tony would beat Wu, because I'm, I'm starting to question that. Okay, but let's talk about Tony Tony versus Spencer, final two. Dream final two for this season? Right, That's you have to hope for that. Okay, uh, dream final two. Okay, so... Okay, it's Tony versus Spencer, okay? You're, you're casting your vote to win, all right, everybody? Don't don't vote for the wrong person. Okay, Sarah is voting for... Um, Sarah is... See, I think Spencer would win. Like, I actually think almost like every single person would vote for Spencer. For Spencer. Morgan would vote for Spencer. LJ would vote for Spencer. Jeremiah would but, but, vote for but, Spencer. But if you, if you were... Jeffro would vote for Spencer. Tasha would vote for Spencer. Say, even Trish would vote for Tony. Say, Wu would vote for Tony. And Cass, I think, would be forced to vote. Uh, seven to two. That's no yeah. Cochran. No, I mean, very few people get to accomplish a Cochran in their lives. So, uh, what'd you get? But, what'd, what'd you get? Eight, eight, eight zero or nine zero? Eight zero. It was a eight weird, zero. weird number of people. Um, but what, if you were, if you were, if you were Tony going against Spencer in the end, what would your pitch to the jury be? Would you try to take? Would you try to discredit Spencer's game? Or I think what the most likely thing that Tony would do is really pump up his game. I did this. I did that. I did that. I was honored, you know, honest to you, and I found all these idols. And but, but I, what would what would the right approach be? I think if you're if you're Tony, and I I don't think I could do it in Tony's no, voice no, and, make it, sound, and make it sound an, an intelligent uh, argument because I would be trying to make jokes. Right. But I think I would say if I was if I was going to quantum leap into Tony's body at the final tribal council against Spencer and say, look, at every point through this game, I was controlling the action that happened, but. Um, after we had the the swap, I came up with I built this alliance of of people. We got we got out threats like Cliff Robinson. I stayed I, I stayed with this core group until it didn't it didn't benefit me anymore. I I worked with all of you guys that are on the jury right now. We, you guys all voted with me at different points in the game. We all worked we all worked together. You guys tried to come after me. I found idols. I worked hard. I worked every day, and I did what I had to do to get to this point. And I'm not sorry about the things that I had to do to get here, but I that's what I needed to do to beat you guys because you guys all played all played great, but I outplayed you. <laughs> and that's perfect. Well, thank you. But so you would not you would not discredit Spencer because I feel like that you, could, you could I feel like there are a lot and of I holes you, you could poke in. Spencer's what you could game say about Spencer is say. He did not have nearly the amount of moves that yeah. that I had, and I think it's kind of a, a funny thing about Spencer, where that Spencer is is you know from the brains tribe, but and he is you know a great chess player and obviously a very smart guy, but Spencer did much more with his brawn oh, in yeah. this game than any of his plans ended up working. Like most of his plans in the game ended up not working. Yeah. And so it's funny that it's been really saving himself by winning immunity and being an asset in the challenges that has helped him much more in the game than anything that he's that he's done strategically. I think that if you, if he was going to point to his strategic game, I think that getting Tony to vote out Jeffra yeah, at that move. point, I think that was probably the biggest successful move that he had in the game and, and to what degree did he sort of, you know, cause the cracks that 
happened last night. But if he doesn't win immunity, he's going home at final five. Yeah. Like, I don't think that the, this plan still comes together exactly the same if he didn't final win immunity. Four. Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh, you're saying last one night. Yeah, right. At last night. Yeah. So I'm not sure. And, and I also kind of think if he doesn't win immunity at four, I think he's also a goner. Do you think that they realize that there's a final two? Like I, they, there have been points in the season where people have said final three or final two, which makes me think that maybe like on the first day on the beach, Jeff was like, said open endedly, like maybe it's a final three, maybe it's a final two, may, maybe there are idols out there, maybe it's, uh, you know, yeah, I think so. I think that either whether it's Jeff or whether it's producers, like somebody is saying final three, final final three or final two, yeah. because that it's you're right that Cass, I think it was uh, had said it at least at a tribal council there hasn't been a final two since Survivor Token Chains yeah. 10 seasons ago maybe when it's uh, a season that ends in eight it always has to be a final two but for whatever reason final two sounds like this season but now what if it's Tony and Wu does Tony lose to Wu if he's in if he's in the finals okay so let's okay wipe the board clean here we go right. it's tony and Wu in the final tribal and let's say Wu wins the last two immunities okay so let's so let's give him like the that now he has momentum and he wins he wins immunity at four and they vote out spencer and then he wins immunity at final two and they vote out and they vote out cast which would, which, why would they do that but which yeah. would be silly yeah. to do but I'm not sure how that would happen, but for whatever, for whatever reason, yeah, it's it's Wu versus Tony in the final two. I mean, like as a viewer, I, I'm inclined to say Wu would win because I, I've seen nothing but delightful behavior from him. I like when he's talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. I like on the first episode when it's raining, he's jumping up and down, saying, "This is what Survivor's all about." I love when he's doing a karate demonstration for the kids. I love when he's falling out of trees. He's wonderful, but. We do get glimpses, like hints. I forget who said. Maybe it was Cass, so maybe she's not the most reliable narrator. But I felt like during that one reward, she was saying stuff like, "Oh, but you're so quiet and don't do anything. You're like you're so quiet around camp. Yeah. Like you never really interact with anybody." Which makes me think, "Oh, maybe he's not as socially ingratiated as uh, I-, I assume he would be, just based on how likable he seems in his interviews." So if he just, I mean, it's possible he's viewed as a like Natalie Tenerelli sort of guy, just kind of like a benign, pleasant presence, but not an especially outgoing social player or strategic player. Is he there Eric Reichenbach? Eric Reichenbach is wonderful. I mean, I'm not going to say... I don't think we're saying that Wu isn't wonderful. Uh, I think uh, you're uh, saying... You know, Wu is their pleasant guy who's around, who doesn't have any blood on his hands, who's climbing trees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah, and whether the Eric Reichenbach or the Wu's of the world can win, I don't know. Um, Actually, my my controversial winner pick, I kind of think Wu is going to win. Okay, well, let's. <laughs> you think Wu beats Tony or Wu? No, beats I think Cass? I think Wu beats Cass. I think the final two is going to be Wu and Cass. Boy, if the final two of the season is <laughs> Wu versus Cass, yeah. does that end up being an unsatisfying end to the season? I think that there's two satisfying right. conclusions yeah. to the season. One is where Tony wins. One is where Spencer. wins. I think Cass winning would be satisfying, honestly. Well, at It'd least be you could un- say that she's realistic to expect. But it is unrealistic to expect. But something would have to happen. Something paradigm shifting would have to happen where Cass wins over the jury. Because at this point, right now, it does not seem like she would get a vote from anybody. Right. So <laughs> something would have to happen. Wouldn't that be satisfying if it did happen? That's all I'm saying. No. Well, well what if it's okay? Let, first off, okay, let's sorry. Do, I'm sorry for jumping around. No, so that's much. fine. Let's do Wu versus Tony real quick. Okay. Yeah, Wu versus. And then let's do. And then we'll do Tony versus Cass. I mean, okay, Wu versus okay. Sarah is going to vote for, but these are going to have to be like anti-Tony votes, right? Because we have no indication that anybody actually actively likes Wu. 
right? Can I mean, you, can you give me woo speech? Um, <laughs> can you do woo? And now his voice, I don't even know. It's a surfer kind of lingo. Uh, I don't, don't want to try this. I'm not gonna. You're you're the master of this. It's like uh, it's like playing uh, piano for. You know, I was like playing really hard, and I was like trying and tony and he was like he was i don't just seen those kids i saw these kids and they were like you're the foreign exchange student and i'm like no way and then i stole spencer's idol and then i was like sonic the hedgehog and i went ninja stealth mode and and then i got the votes and i got to the final two and they were like well you're gonna win i was like no you're not he got some good reactions when when he when he made the reference to the dysfunctional family thing at Tribal Council yes. last night. They cut to the jury and they're all delighted by that what was he a said. hit. That was a hit, and it's those little things like that that are making me think he has a shot. The whole that whole children's uh, reward children reward thing that was the Woo Show. Should there be a foreign exchange student on season two of the Millers? <laughs> yeah. Just put it out there. <laughs> Just put it out there. I'm open to that. Um, <laughs> But the whole that whole reward was basically making it seem like Wu is the greatest person alive, right? A little bit of a if you were gonna point to where is the winner edit for Wu and him jumping up and down in the first episode. This is what Survivor's all about. Oh boy, oh boy! And I can just can't you see it right now? They 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 announce the winner. Jeff says we're gonna go to commercial break. They come back from commercial break. They're doing the montage, the the clip reel of Wu's greatest moments in the show. It's him kicking the corn husk that Spencer's holding. It's him jumping up and down. Saying, that would be the Stealing last thing. Spencer's clue. Spencer's Sonic Sonic clue. Oh, I mean, you can. I can just <laughs> see it. Right, I, mean, I can't even sit down because I can see it right now. I mean, uh, and he's. I I've enjoyed. I would be here. Look, let, let, then let me. Okay, so let me do Jeff after. Uh, okay, and the winner of Survivor Kageon <laughs> is. Woo! And then, we, and then you know, he jumps or backflip or yeah. whatever. And then, we, and then, uh, like everybody's hugging in the background. And Jeff is like, "All right, this has been one of the craziest seasons that we've ever had on the show. We're gonna hear from Woo, and he's gonna tell us how he went from somebody who was a lovable guy, and then, of course, we're gonna hear from Tony, and of course, Spencer. So stay tuned. And then, you know, one question for Woo, and then we're, we got Cliff Robinson's teammates in the crowd. And Cliff gonna- Robinson's gonna dunk on somebody in the audience. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna dunk on Rudy. Um, yeah, I could. I could see a, a Sliders universe where this happens. Right? I mean, and look, and this, and this maybe this, I don't know whether this is a, a, a kosher thing to talk about. I've recently started following some of the people on Twitter. Yes. And just based on Twitter interactions, is this the sort of thing, is this allowed no, to We talk discussed? about this. Okay. Uh, are you going to talk about when uh, Tony went after Stephen Fishback? Oh, no, 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 which I love. And, and Stephen deserved every last one of, every last bit of that Tony's you vitriol. That made you Team TV? Oh, I, oh, I've been team TV for a long time. <laughs> Whoa. I have one of those. I print up those drawings that he has done and hang them on my wall. Is it true that you have an artist commissioned to take the pictures Tony puts on Twitter and bake them into oil paintings that's abso- in your house? That's absolutely true. The, the, my favorite one is wearing the two, uh, the two idols, but I'm getting a big blown up yeah, oil painting of that. Um, but here's, no, here's what I think. This, the Twitter thing I'm going to mention is that the interactions between Spencer and Tony – are a little bit feisty and kind of fraternal in a way that suggests like, 
Uh, aren't we the two guys that got screwed right at the end? Let's commiserate a little bit with playful banter about how uh, we had a good run, you know? You were the the lovable underdog geeky guy, and I was the aggressive idol finding phenom. Man, can you believe that? Will beat us in the end. I, that's what, that's <laughs> the read I'm getting yeah, on it. I could definitely see they're either the two guys who both got third and fourth place and yeah. both went out, or I could see them in the final two I mean, together dream also. Scenario? Look, I'm not denying that that would be the dream. They're like now some sort of bizarro Steven and JT. But how does that happen? What, <laughs> what universe do they decide to take each other to the end? Yeah, that would be very... That, you're right. It's almost like unless somehow Cass gets voted out at four, which I'm not even and sure if I can consi- see uh, that yeah. scenario happening. Can you, can you come up with a scenario where... Can we come up with a scenario where Cass isn't going to make it to the end? And somebody's not going to win nine zero against her. (laughs) I think Cass is a fast pass to the end, Mm -hmm. and I think you know it goes back to Cass pass. Yeah, Cass pass. Pass, And I think it goes back to to the and look. Maybe I read too much into the storytelling on the show, but it goes back to Spencer saying Cass zero percent chance of winning this game. I think it's a little bit of foreshadowing if you want it there. Um, And I, I, I think Cass is at the end. I don't see why anybody would get rid of her. I'm trying to think unless. I don't, do you think? Do you think there's any way that Cass could get voted off? What, okay. what would make Cass get voted off? All right, so let's say Spencer wins immunity, okay, and at four, and then so who would they? Would him and Cass vote together and try to take out Tony or Wu? I guess. I mean, that seems like that would make sense. And then are they going to believe? What's Tony's lie exactly that he can play the idol at the next tribal council? <laughs> what do you think about? That? What do you think about that? Uh, like, should that be? That seems like a, a silly idea to me because if you're going to say that y- that you can do that, even if that's your move where you tell everybody, hey, guys, I got the idol and I'm going to play it at the next tribal council. So you vote for me. You're going home. And so that's that. And so when you get to tribal council, like, can't you say like, uh, Jeff, is, can Tony use his idol tonight? And Jeff's like, uh, no, yeah. no, you, Tony cannot use his idol tonight. I mean, Jeff's, Jeff's not going to say like, well, you guys are going to have to vote, and we'll find out. You don't think you'd say... I, I'm trying to think if he would have to clarify the rules that way. Because I feel like yeah, I, I might have asked rule clarification sometimes and gotten somewhat ambiguous. Sometimes, but at some point, do they have to tell people the things like, what? why couldn't somebody come well, Why not to say it? that what the special... What the, they don't tell people, and somebody makes a fake idol, mm-hmm. they don't say, by the way, guys... There might be fake, fake aisles out there, and this this is not going to – fake aisles aren't – I mean, maybe it's a, it's a different scenario, I realize that, because this is like a game-sanctioned tool, and you might want to have to uh, clarify yeah, it, that. It but. is muddy, because you don't want to have, have that out there, but I kind of feel like, you know, it, they everybody should know the rules of the powers. Like, this isn't Big Brother. I've been saying this all yeah. season. There should not be a thing that no, that not everybody knows the rules about. So you think the the very idea of a special idol where 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 its special powers are not known is itself a problem? I think it's a problem because I feel like if they they wanted to have this idol, there should have been a clear instruction that there will be an idol that can be played after the votes get read, and it was just sort of like, oh, hey, by the way, there's a special idol yeah. somewhere. Well, the fact that the existence of this vague description of the idol makes me think that no, Jeff wouldn't have to say. Uh, you have to uh, you, you have to it's, play it now. It's definitely muddy. And I, I'm going to say a controversial opinion. I actually am glad Tony found that idol. I know that there are people watching and saying, oh, it would have been great if Tasha or, or Spencer had gotten it because it would have reversed the power dynamics somewhat. But I think if, if it couldn't have been them, maybe it would have been nice if they had gotten it. But Tony to get it is great because 
in his hands, it gives him that extra security that makes him go crazier. <laughs> With a little bit of extra security and realizing that you're not in immediate danger of being going off, you get idle hands and you start being feeling free to be a little bit more re- reckless. Is that, a, is that a pun, idle hands? Um, unintentionally, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. but 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 uh, uh, and I think there was a name of a tri- uh, an immunity challenge earlier this season with that. But I think like the Jeffrey vote would not have happened had uh, had Tony not had that magical idol. I'm not even convinced last night's vote would have happened if, if uh, Tony hadn't had that idol. So I think it's actually co- counterintuitively created some more um, exciting. Tribal are you councils. just saying that because you are in the writers guild with Tyler Perry <laughs> and you have to suck up to Tyler Perry? Yeah. Yeah, Is that's that true. I will be doing a sketch in, with Tyler Perry at the reunion show, by the <laughs> oh. way. <laughs> and you'll be dressed like a woman? Yeah, right. I'll be dressed yeah, like Medea. <laughs> what would the Cochrane Medea be called? Um, uh, there'd have to be some pun on cock, right? <laughs> I don't <laughs> Family five kids. It's family five Really? Kids. Wait, so there's no cursing whatsoever? You can. You can I don't want to curse. I, I what am I the hell yeah. am I talking about? And I was saying cock, C O C H. Yes, like Ozzy. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, you could say, I let people say whatever they want. Well, I, I tend wanna, to. You know, if kids are listening to this, I want to. I try to, I try to work clean. Same here. Yeah. No, no, no going blue. Yeah. You're on, on network TV. That's true. 830. <laughs> Family show. <laughs> uh, well, who is the other scenario that we, we said? Sorry, we I'm do, sorry for bouncing around no, so that's, much. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, it's one of the, I feel like we can do it more that you're here in person rather than if you were on the phone. Okay. So, what was the other one we were going to do? We were going to do... Uh, Spencer versus Tony. Did we do Wu versus Tony? I think we got distracted. But I don't even think no, we no, did think, what we were supposed to. Uh, Wu versus Tony. Uh, I think what we got distracted with was that we said... Whether he's liked Is or there not? any chance that Cass isn't in the finals? Oh, right, 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 right. So, but this is all... Well, Spencer versus Tony is way more unrealistic. So, like, uh, Wu, Tony, I think... I think the same for the same reason that people are blowing up at Trish at Ponderosa is the same reason why Tony would win in that final, too. Mm-hmm. Because their view, Wu is an enabler, and and are, are bitter that why didn't you you allowed this guy to get to the end? This guy who single handedly determined the entire course of the game. Okay, way to go, Wu. But Wu's still going to win. I mean, this is all we're not what we're talking about right now. Wu is winning this game. Yeah. So Wu is going to go on a run and then win immunity and vote out vote out Spencer at four and Tony at three. Exactly. Or do you think Tony? Who goes first, Tony or Spencer? I think Spencer goes first. I think, and I think that's a, a clever bit of gamesmanship on on uh, Tony's part to kind of keep Spencer as a human shield because as long as Spencer's around, Tony seems a little bit less uh, overtly threatening. So if this happens the way that we're talking about it happening, will this be the final final two ever? <laughs> because this is somebody is going to be at SEG or CBS and say this is exactly what I told you was going to happen if we. Did did a final two. <laughs> the thing is, when I talk to people, the 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 the, the mythical people on the street that Jeff always <laughs> yeah, refers you, to. You're a, you talk to the yeah, people on the I street. I talk to the people on the street. They like Wu. I mean, like you know, even though he hasn't gotten that much visibility, I'll say. So who do you like this season? Spencer obviously gets a lot of attention, but Wu. They say I like this Wu guy because he's like fun to watch. He's a nice vacation from the game. When he gets there's you know if there's one complaint I have about Survivor and I have very very few. It's that I I I love the character moments of like people just having fun around camp mm-hmm. uh, and, and Wu embodies that in a way that you know Tony's so game focused Spencer's pretty game focused Cass is in her own dimension and I, I, we can talk about Cass too because I actually really like Cass and I think the hate she's getting online 
if you like this season, you have to like Cass because she's responsible for a great deal of its unpredictability and uh, entertainment. Okay. Who do you like more, Wu or Fabio? Um, Would Wu be a more or less satisfying winner than Fabio? I enjoy Wu more. I feel like Fabio got a, a somewhat more coherent winner's narrative of like, didn't he have some confessional where he was like, uh, I'm playing dumb, but that's, you know, my strategy. You know, mm-hmm. and we haven't quite gotten that from Wu. Who would win in a Wu versus Fabio season? Um, well, the thing is, actually, again, it goes back to the same thing where maybe Wu isn't as well liked as I like him. So I think Fabio probably wouldn't because people seem to like him, right? I mean, like, he got along with everyone. Even I feel like Nayanka, after they had some fighting, they had some kind of playful banter at certain points. Hard to be mad at him. Yeah. Wu just based on Cass's description of, of him as someone who was quiet around camp again Cass is not the reliable narrator but it makes me think maybe Wu isn't uh, the lovable Fabio sort of figure that I envision him being yeah interesting what, about, what do you think uh, I feel like I was rooting for Fabio in end of that season was that because of lack of alternatives is it because you love Tony and Spencer so much and, and Wu's such a distant third or did you legitimately love Fabio I feel like, can it be both? I feel like yeah. Fabio, I got more entertainment out of Fabio from that season than Wu. Wu's had a couple moments. I feel like Fabio was a bigger presence on the show right. but that, than, that, yeah. than Wu has been. And then I also felt like while Sash had been a better player, he didn't wasn't like a warm and fuzzy guy that you could right. sort of like, he didn't capture the hearts and minds of the Survivor viewer. And yeah. by the way, speaking of Chase Rice, Take a look at what I've got over here. The uh, shirt? That blue shirt behind you. Yeah, check that out. Okay, for the viewers can see, it's a blue shirt that says, Let's get weird, Chase Rice. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that telling Chase Rice to get weird? There should no, be a comma after. That's, I, that I had this sent to me by one of the uh, the fans of Robin's Podcast who prefers to remain anonymous. But Really? Why well, prefer to be, remain anonymous? <laughs> that, 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 look, I I don't I can't divulge any, any of this. You got an extra uh, large. Man, look at you. Look big, at me. big I, tough I'm guy. I'm gonna wash it. I'm gonna wash it first. Um, but the, that that is the Chase Rice concert tour t shirt. Let's get Let's weird. Get, that's, that's apparently that's Chase Rice's <laughs> slogan. That doesn't seem like a very country <laughs> sort of slogan. Catchphrase. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get emotionally <laughs> fragile should be his thing yeah and parent let's get paranoid should be his t-shirt based on a survivor gameplay i'm saying all right so uh speaking of i'm glad we had a chase rice organic tie-in yeah, that i can yeah. thank uh that anonymous person for the chase rice uh t-shirt <laughs> uh, i was gonna wear it today but I, didn't th- I thought it'd be too jarring. Extra large though it would be too jarring for you if I showed up. If you showed up here and I had a "Let's Get Weird" uh, T-shirt on, <laughs> did this anonymous person assume that you're like giant? That they got you an extra large? Is it that big? It doesn't look that big. It doesn't look that big, but an extra large is an extra large. Yeah, but I feel like once you wash it, yeah, it's probably it's probably no, it's, it's a little bit wide, <laughs> a little bit. All right. Oh, is this your uh, magic eight ball? Yeah, the magic. This the, is fantastic. Yes, you're in, you're in basically like the Smithsonian of Survivor right now. Sorry, sorry for... Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yeah, that Cochran is holding the, the uh, Amazon Magic. Do you want to ask it a question? Is it still functioning? Yes, you can... It will woo and survive <laughs> Kageon. You're not supposed to ask it things like that. Shit. Sorry. Okay. Again, it's uh, it's seen better days. It, was th- it, went through it? A, it went through a fire. Yeah. Maybe it only obeys you. Okay. <laughs> Cochran, <laughs> will, will woo be the winner of Survivor? 
And then uh, Magic 8-Ball says, uh, without a doubt. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Look at it. I, well, it's it's kind of it's moved since what? then. Okay, what's but, it on now? But see, uh, can you see it? Uh, this is probably terrible uh, podcasting right now. But, but yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. Look, you're you're gonna get your money's worth here today. Okay, we're doing this for seven and a half hours. We discussed it. <laughs> oh my beforehand. god! Oh my god! Um, so how did we get to how did we get to oh, was fabio versus Whoa, yeah and so i feel like fabio <laughs> a completely realistic scenario <laughs> fabio i feel like fabio was a little more warm and fuzzy i feel like but yeah. i felt like that uh woo is probably i think i could probably have a, a more real a better real life conversation with woo than yeah. fabio i think fabio is a little more out there yeah i'm on board with that i think that maybe fabio seemed more likable based on the people he was surrounded by mm-hmm. you know had woo been on that season he probably would have been a, a, a super prominent character yeah I think that Fabio is all already like a more one-dimensional TV character than Wu is also yeah, where yeah. like Fabio's like oh okay he's like stoner uh, Spicoli guy right. and Wu it's like what is he so he's sort of like who do you hope wins I would have to say that I hope either Tony or Spencer right, wins but, no, no, but make up your mind that's such a cop out of course you hope either Tony or Spencer wins who do you want to win between those two I have my answer I'll, I'll, I'll... I, I would say that I would that well you don't want to. You don't want to alienate your. Again, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to alienate people because I, I mean, did you see what okay. Tony did to Stephen Fishback <laughs> on Twitter? But I would say that I would. I th- I could see it being fun. I feel like Spencer winning would actually be less fun than right. Tony winning. I feel like Tony winning would be yeah, the mo- would be the most fun. Exactly. And then Spencer winning would be funnish, but I would be happy for Spencer. But I feel like it would be more of a of a boring finale because i think it probably means he won two immunities and then you know just like thrashes cast in the finals yeah. and Spen- you know, spencer's gonna be voted off right before the end he's gonna come back on another season he's gonna win so don't feel too bad for spencer okay <laughs> well we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what happens okay i already know exactly what's happening you already know and you don't know spoilers i don't know oh sorry no i don't know any that's and that's that's if you want to know why i haven't been on the the podcast for so long I knew everything that happened in season 25 because I played with Malcolm. Season 27 is heavily spoiled. And in season 26, I have seen everything that happened. So this is the first time I'm watching it completely authentically. I'm not even reading X interviews because I want the pure survivor viewing experience. Okay. Let's go back to this. Uh, real quick, uh, one more thing on Tony. Going back to the idea of putting somebody on the jury that you know is a vote for you. Was this something that ever occurred to you in Survivor, Caramelin? Um, I didn't consider any of those people a guaranteed vote for me. Maybe Dawn was the closest to it. Did you ever think of, I guess Dawn would be your Trish, right? Did you ever think that I should put Dawn on the jury because she'll, I know she'll vote for me? No, because I, look, I, maybe she'd be one vote for me, but I don't think she's the sort of person that would advocate for me. Because did you think at that time that you know, she ultimately ended up was a a great goat because people were annoyed with her. Right. But I'm sure part of you had to say, if I go to the end with Dawn, then you know she's a mom, she has so yeah. many kids, she's sympathetic, she's so nice. So I might lose to Dawn. I went right? in, yeah, I went in fully expecting the possibility, open to the possibility that I would lose. Mm-hmm. Once it, once Tribal Council started, I, I no longer thought that was a possibility. But when I went into it, absolutely. So what? Why not put Dawn on the jury? And she'll vote for you. Um, because I knew that Eddie was the other remaining person in the game. I, I knew Eddie would get some votes. It was just, uh, Don, I felt like, what I, what I think the best thing to do is, and I think Kim did this beautifully, is go to the end that 
with people that made the same moves that you did that you can argue you did a better job than those was that a little sound that we should be uh, no you're about? you're fine okay no, you just you just want to go you want to go to the end with people that you played a similar game with that made similar moves and then you can uh, you know if I went to the end with Eddie Eddie played an incoherent game as far as I could tell and I would not be able to rebut any of his claims I can't say oh, I did this better than Eddie or I did that better than Eddie because he did such different stuff so Don you know. We, we were side by side the entire time. Right. It was kind of like the Jervis and Monica with Tyson where right. they, could, they couldn't argue anything that they did differently than him. Right. And he could say that he did it better. And like him with Chelsea um, it was another similar one. Which would be harder to swallow, losing to Wu or losing to Eddie? Um, <laughs> uh, it... it, it I would say losing, and that this is not about a lack of respect for either person or anything. Um, but Eddie like didn't vote off anybody. Like Eddie never voted in the majority. Wu's at least been pretty much in the know the whole time, right? Has he ever been left out in the dark? Well, yes, we have the famous uh, Cliff Robinson blindside face. Oh, right. Well, who cares about you know pre-merge stuff? But I mean, like, uh, uh, but you know what I mean. Like, I feel not like, since the merge, right? I mean, I feel I feel like he's been. Pretty, pretty in the know, and people have approached him with deals and stuff. Eddie was always just kind of this outsider, um, so I, I would say I'd rather lose to Wu. Uh, this just in: we have gotten confirmation from the, uh, according to Gordon Holmes, is reporting he just spoke with Jeff Probst, and it is a confirmed final two this season. Is it, do you think? Do you think uh, Gordon messaged you that just to be able to say that he spoke with Jeff Probst? No, that was that wasn't <laughs> was Gordon that? Holmes that, oh, that messaged oh, me. Oh, I, somebody okay. messaged me who read that Gordon Holmes. Oh, okay, and then as, uh, so this is hearsay a little. All bit. right, so no, but uh, that um, that's great. I mean, this is a, look. This, why do you think this has been such a fantastic season? I think that it's been a fantastic season because it has been unpredictable the whole way through. I think it's been unpredictable, and I think the people have been authentic. I mean, I, I feel like like Spencer. Look, say what you will about his strategic gameplay, and cut me off. If this is boring, but like, say what you will about his strategic. I will do no stuff. such thing. <laughs> but like the 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 great. What I love about him is his reactions to stuff. When things are going his way, he's pumping his fist at tribal council. He's screaming yes after winning a challenge. He's compl- collapsing onto the ground with his head in his hands with joy. When things aren't going his way, he's kicking rocks on the ground. He's cocking his head back and wrinkling his forehead and saying, "Cast has no chance at winning this." game um he can't control himself and that's the sort of thing you get with new players that you don't get with returning players with returning players it's everything so polished and you don't get these genuine interactions and i feel like that's and i can say i mean i love returning player seasons too but i consider them two very different shows and that's what i love about this season it's just so raw and real like if spencer came back and if tony came back i love both of them i don't think i would like them as much because you know on day one tony would be building a spy shack and would would, would have a little bag and say yeah, i got a new bag of tricks everybody and spencer would be making kind of <laughs> some like nerdy little comments that he knows resonate with the audience and probably like doing more exaggerated reactions but right now this is the real deal that's what i i I love it so do you have an issue with fans versus favorite seasons uh yeah sure i mean like i just think no i like the seasons but i'm saying i consider them two very different beasts i watch them as different shows i like the returning player seasons because there's a mythology behind the people returning like the Heroes versus Villains, that cast is never going to be topped because it was such a thrill seeing these these titans of the survival world play together. But there is something not – you don't get the same sort of real raw re- interactions and reactions between people. And a season like a Heroes versus Villains, would you ever want to participate in something like that? 
No, I don't want to. It's like it's not even certainly. First of all, I'm contractually it's it's a it's you know I'm a CBS employee. But I even, feel like if push but came but to shove, I wouldn't would want it. Like, and it's not a matter of the pride of like. I want it. I want to maintain my legacy. I don't care. My legacy, if I go online now, if I, if anybody rarely talks about me, it's to say that I'm ugly and that the show was rigged for me. So like, that's my legacy right now. Um, and I don't care. And that's fine. Um, I mean, if you subject, well, ugliness, whatever, I can't, you know. For the record, I didn't get any tweets that said you're ugly. And I only got one tweet that said Survivor Caramel and was rigged. Okay, good. Okay. Well, there's, there are certain corners of the internet where that's a very popular opinion. Um, but no, the thing with me, and maybe you can relate to this. I'm curious what your experience has been. I get, I'm like mentally ill when I come back in that I fixate on what happened and I can't function. Like I, I was very depressed, even knowing that I probably won after the end of 10 months of waiting. I came back and could, couldn't function in class because I was just so preoccupied with like, oh God, in, in nine months there's going to be this episode and I'm going to say these horrible things and what are people going to say on Twitter and everything. I get too caught up in it and it's not good for me. If it were a self-contained little 39-day summer vacation, I'd do it indefinitely. but Like a big brother where it's on while you're there and then you come back? Oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> No. <laughs> no, I don't mean big, no, no. go on Big no, no, Brother. No, 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 no. But, oh, oh, oh. Well, but the, the, let's say hypothetically, this is like some sort of Hunger Games model where the show airs. I know. I wouldn't. I just don't want the. I don't like the show airing. Basically, is what I'm saying. I don't like the <laughs> oh, fact so. that it's televised. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. And that would be that would be especially horrible because then I have to come back and then watch the past three months of TV and, and freak out. You would rather go play Survivor and then not have it be filmed, right? I, if I could still like win a bunch of money and stuff and have the fun of like a helicopter flying around you and Jeff Probst being there and all the the production values see and i'm almost the opposite in that if it was not televised i probably would be much less interested in it out of because it's not on tv or out of a suspicion that like what the hell am i i'm going to some island for something that's not even (laughs) being televised like i could see there being worries about it's like legitimacy i guess so so. that would be a concern too um but no uh, no it just doesn't but what's what's the point if the world's not going to see it Right. It's like I guess it's almost like the proof that you were there. Yeah, uh, I'd like to get a home video. Like you, you, you leave the little summer camp and you're given a little. But only you get the video. The other people don't get the right. Only, only I get the video. <laughs> but you didn't enjoy like doing like confessionals. No, and stuff I enjoy, like that. no, I love doing. It. I would want to do the confessionals, <laughs> but I just don't like. I don't like. I don't like the anxiety of waiting to see what's going to be on TV, and I don't like the period of waiting between filming ending and waiting for it to start airing. That yeah. was like an eleven. It was like a ten month wait or well, something. Well, that was a ridiculous thing because that was the year that Jeff Probst was doing the Jeff Probst talk show and. It was like, yeah. oh, I gotta get this. I gotta get, you know get this done before I go do the Jeff Probst talk show. So we're gonna film two seasons back to back, and they did that. What it was like June 2012. Yeah, I think end, end of May or something. I, it was a very very long wait. And then the show didn't even premiere for almost a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, was, it was it was excruciating for me. So t- in terms of playing again now, um, you know, obviously I get nostalgic for it, and I still love the show a lot. But and it, look, I would do worse and. I've just beat myself up. It's not about caring about survivor legacy. And I, I don't have the athletic drive or competitive instinct to be like, Oh, I have to defend my honor. I have no delusions about being like the best survivor player in the world or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Would you, if, if heroes versus villains called up, the thing for me is I have a lot of reservations because yeah. one, I feel like you're so people, connected to people. I feel people are still going to target me, which yeah. bums me out. Yeah. And it's like, so that's, that's sort of a bummer that I kind of feel like, 
you know, I would if I win, and then and then people were like, well, you know, let's get rid of this guy. And it's like I never even won. Yeah. Like if I won and I and I I won the game and, and I could like say, okay, well, at least I won this season. Yeah. But to to get very close and then not win and then to be voted out a second time for we're not going to let you get close to winning <laughs> yeah. again and that so that would be a bummer would to there me. be it, it would would you so but so you would go with the intention of winning like if you made the merge your your is your fear being voted off immediately or is it like you just don't want to be voted out you want to play and win i'd like to i'd like right. to play yeah. and win yeah. if i'm going to go yeah. you know i would like to make the merge yeah because I feel like uh, I feel like I would do I feel like I would do well if I could make the merge. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, right. that if that it's pre-merge where I feel like I have a, a hole in my game where I'm not like a, a big physical even though I have an extra large Chase Rice T-shirt. You know I'm <laughs> you not yeah. I'm not wear that on the show because <laughs> yeah. that's and, a fun party thing to wear too. It's let's get weird. Be like Zane. Like, yeah. And anyway, so <laughs> then I feel like that would be a problem. And then I also like to go and to be so long and where it's like, okay, go do a survivor season. Now, okay, now you're going to wait a year. Yeah. And you know, I, I really love getting to do what I do. Like yeah. this is, this is so much fun for me. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I'm really glad that you came here, no, I'm and, to be here and did this. Like it really, it means a lot to me. No, too, that, it means a lot uh, to that we, to... we were able to, to work this out, but I feel like that this is, this is so much fun for me. And I feel like survivor, I, I guess if everything went right, like, could potentially be more fun than this yeah. but it could also have the potential to be way less fun yeah. than this and i so this is this is great i kind of feel like well, just, this, this is probably getting needlessly motivational speaker and like philosophical but it's what i was thinking about yesterday uh in the shower which is where i do most of my thinking I, I i feel like a lot of my life and look you can completely edit this out because this is probably boring but like uh a lot of my life has been like very goal oriented. Like I want to get good grades in high school, and I'll do that. And I'll be like, if I get good grades, I'll be happy because I'll accomplish this thing. And I want to go to a good college, and I'll be happy if I get, you know, if I do that. And if I go to a good law school, I'll be happy. And if I go on Survivor, I'll be happy. And if I win, if I win Survivor, I'll be great. And it was this goal oriented thing, and I would accomplish each of those things. There'd be a fleeting moment of like, oh, that was great. And then like, you know, a couple days pass, and it's not that fulfilling. But like you with this podcast, and, and me for the first time with this writing gig it's like it's an ongoing process of something that i'm enjoying and that's it's not like about this thing distant goal it's just like i'm enjoying what i'm doing right now and it's the happiest i've ever been and it sounds like that's the same thing for you or it's like yeah no absolutely i agree that it's i think that the the key to happiness is finding is something (laughs) that you really that you really Uh, enjoy working it's it's working towards a goal that's really that's all i don't wait no but i'm saying the anti i'm saying the opposite of the goal thing no i'm what i'm saying is is not getting to the Oh, it's a but process of the, working the to continue it, yeah. work towards a goal like you are on a path to something like i don't think that your ultimate goal was to be was to be a writer i right. think you want to be your goal is to have a career as a writer right you know yeah, yeah. so you want to continue at, at, at your craft and i don't know can we tie this somehow back into survivor survivor question uh with, with baby dom who i got the opportunity to meet yes. absolutely adorable if when he turns 18 and it's survivor whatever 60 something whatever it'd have to be at that right. point if he said uh papa rob which is what i imagine he'll be calling you, and you have to, have a chance <laughs> right. to speak right if he said i want to be on survivor would you say uh go for it 
If that's what he really wanted to do, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But yeah. I would not want to push him yeah. towards that, whether it's podcasting or whether it's whatever. First off, kids hate whatever their parents are doing. Right. So exactly. I'm sure he's going to grow up. He's yeah. a hate survivor. Yeah. He's going to rebel against me. And It'll I be on season whatever of Who Done It, probably. He'll go, yeah, go on the real world or something like that. Um, but so I don't know. I don't think he's going to be super okay. into it. And it, I, I also think that um, his mom is going to really frown upon something like that. Yeah. I think so. Um, let's talk about Cass. Okay. Because that's the one person that we really haven't gotten much into. Out of, we talked a lot about Tony and, and Spencer and Wu, but not so much with Cass. And I, I'm wondering, like, I watched the show last night. I didn't like anything she did. Yeah. But... I'm but she, open-minded. She was targeted, and she, she like she was going to be voted off otherwise. So you have to be happy with the outcome, right? Was she going to be voted off? I mean, before she like blew up at people. Yeah, I'm talking about like last night's thing, where if she wanted to go last week, she told us her plan was I want to be in the final three with Tony. Yeah. Then Tony comes to her with a deal for the final three, and she blows that up. Yeah. And ends up, <laughs> so if that was her goal, then I think she did a bad job of getting to her goal. And then she, and then this week it seemed like her new goal is that she wants to go to the final three with Wu and Spencer, yeah, which, is which like, seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. But I'm open minded to the fact that maybe, maybe I'm incorrectly assessing this. And should we say, is there any merit to playing the game that Cass has played where she is we're putting her as a lock for the final two. Yeah. We almost think that there's almost no way that she won't make it to the final two. But when she gets there, she will get no votes. And it's almost right. like whoever she goes up against is going to shut her out, probably. If she gets one vote, it'll be a miracle. So, should we? is this a good game that she's going to almost definitely get to second place or is this a terrible game that she's played because she has no chance whatsoever to win? Do you think there was any point in the game where she could have won? Like back before her merge flip and everything. Well, let's, you know, we have the right person here because this was yeah. the move that we compared it to yeah. so much where you were at final 12 in Survivor, in, in Survivor South Pacific. Yeah. And you switch instead of going to a tie. You switch to make it be seven to five and vote against your your old right, tribe. Yeah. Cass at eleven instead goes from her group of six to vote with the other five people and give them a group of six at final eleven. Very similar. I liked your move more at the time. Stephen did not like either move, but he really he really hated. Uh, he really hated what you did. Yeah, I'm at just that time. he personally dislikes me. So that probably is a big. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he was yeah, that he was jealous that you were going to ultimately take his spot on a fans versus yeah. favorite season, yeah. and uh, so he had to sort of like you know beat you down and tell everybody you know that you how wrong you are at stuff. But uh, yeah. we'll put that as, put that aside. So, did you like being Cochran? Did you like what Cass did at the final eleven? Not especially. Um, I think, you know, it seemed as a viewer that she was pretty well entrenched in like a majority alliance and like a sub alliance within that majority alliance. It seemed like it was like her, Tasha, and um, Spencer, right? Like th- that they had the majority within this group and that, you know, maybe you can tolerate, if, if Sarah's that objectionable to be around, tolerate her for one more tribal council or something and then get rid of her. Um, so it didn't completely make sense to me. I trust that Cass is a good read on like, what her place is, I guess, in the tribe, and maybe she she was more clearly at the bottom. The thing about Cass, like, yeah, I, 
the fact that she's branding herself Chaos Cast. And here's an interesting thing about Chaos Cast. Something that that tickled me when I saw it at the merge episode. You know, they're going to that crazy tribal council, probably the best of the season. Um, and right before it, she says. Uh, Chaos Cast is coming back to Tribal Council. And this is the first time we've even heard of Chaos Cast. So that makes me think she's been probably using that nickname for herself way before that first time where we saw Maybe the hashtag. Before, before Survivor. Maybe she calls herself that in the courtroom. <laughs> yeah. Are you mad you didn't coin Chaos Cochran? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, 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 it's better pun for Chaos Cast because they're closer, you know, syllabically and everything. And, or no, no, not syllabically, but like structurally. They look like, you know, chaos, it, it looks similar. But then Tony um, sort of co opted it also throughout the season. Yeah. Right? Well, everyone said chaos. But, but the thing is, it makes me think that even before this wacky flip, she's been she's been very intentionally cultivating this persona of I'm going to be the lady that just messes stuff up. And what what I've loved about her as a character, and again, this isn't necessarily a strategic thing, but like, you know, people talk about her unchanging face and stuff. The fact that she always has the same expression on her face. That's what makes like Hannibal Lecter scary. It's not that he's eating people. It's that when he's describing eating people, his demeanor doesn't change and he's saying it with just like a kind of placid smile on his face. And that's the same way that Cass talks about burning bridges and destroying stuff all around her. So the serenity that's just so unsettling. And so she's a new character archetype. We've never seen a player quite like Cass. And that's why it's hard to say, was it a good move or a bad move? She's getting to the end, which is more than I could say. Uh, I was think I was kind of hoping for a similar cast trajectory. I think I was probably slightly more well-liked than Cass was. Like, I think maybe I could have gotten a couple votes. Mm-hmm. Um, Cass doesn't seem especially well-liked. Yeah. But I don't know if Cass ever could have won. I mean, like, so if she can't ever win, now she's going to get to the final two. She's going to get $100,000, right? I mean, could she have ever won? So I guess if we're going to look at the two possible roads that Cass could have gone on, yeah. she, if she stayed the course... And had been with the Spencer and Tasha thing. Okay, if she stayed the course and they voted, and then she's let's not going to eat Spencer or Tasha at the end. Let's say they got, those guys end up being the final six, and yeah. then is it almost sort of like a reverse thing where everybody looks at Spencer and Tasha as like the woo, as sort of like Tony and Trish of they were the bullies and whatever. And so is is Cass almost like the woo now with them of like oh what does she even do? She stayed with them the whole time. Did she even say anything? Yeah, she was such a non entity, and then so. What I have said is that I do think it's a good move, and you're the best example of this, is to, in your first season on Survivor, <laughs> yeah. okay, go in, make be memorable, make make big moves, be a, be a, a character that they say, okay, we need to bring this person back. Yeah. Then, in your second time, win the show. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's great. And then I get like a writing job after it too. And then never come back to Survivor. <laughs> yeah. That's really the, yeah. you know, Cochrane three point plan to <laughs> success through Survivor. Yeah. Now, Cass is, she's completed step one. And, and better than I did. I mean, like, she's also made, I was eighth place. She's going to be second place, certainly. Now, the, another person that also did the same exact plan, this is also the Philip Shepard plan. Yeah. Where. Philip Shepard came to Survivor, you know, made a lot of ruckus, <laughs> went to the finals, lost to the finals to Boston Rob, came back for another season, and then uh, it did not pan out for him in his second season. Right. So, do you think that Cass could be a Cochran and could come back and play a whatever lessons were learned from the first game? Take that and then. Uh, become a better player in a second game, which 
may or may not be rigged for her. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally, I'm 100% joking. 100%, 100%, 100% she just has joking. to have a cast of all her best friends. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that's, yeah right. Uh, and, and a CBS conspiracy. Or, or will, do you think that she would come back and be like a fill-up in a second time and basically, you know, play up like, oh, I'm going to be, you know, day one. It's like, hey, Chaos Cast is back. Time for some chaos. Yeah. And go and, you know, be doing sort of the, some of the things that Philip did in his second time around and then be continue to be a lightning rod in her second season and ultimately not win the game. I think that the... Chaos Cass, it's gonna be like, why would you keep her? You know, like, like your pre merge Chaos Cass is on your tribe, regardless of whether she's learned her lessons in the interim. That's gonna be like a scary person to have on your tribe, just because her penchant for like unrepentant destruction is like unparalleled in the Survivor universe. I think she probably, I, she, I don't, I don't see that many temperamental similarities between her and Philip. Um, I don't think Philip's character stuff is what caused him not to win. I think that he went overboard in some controlling stuff and alienating people. I don't think it was reputation that did Philip in. I think it was um, just some, some poor decisions. So at what point when a survivor says, I can't win the game, I'm going to go into specialist slash cast slash whoever else mode you want to put up there yeah. of, is that the correct, if that's the best possible scenario of i'm not going to win this season but i'm going to come in second i'm going to get a hundred thousand dollars and i'm going to be automatically invited back for another season yeah i mean i'm the whole like guaranteeing an invitation back and stuff is all kind of goofy to me we're forgetting that like Cass is a smart lawyer and like putting her in front of a jury (laughs) she could i mean look i don't think she's going to win under any scenario i'd be very surprised if she got any votes but i could see her articulating a very coherent you know uh strategy and and you know a winning strategy no not a winning strategy but articulating something that that made it seem like she she could win um but in this i have this theory about survivor that the jury always is going to vote for the person they personally like no, no absolutely it, it, that's 100 percent correct yeah. okay whoever whoever was most pleasant to live with yeah i mean the only two criteria really to vote for are did this person horribly personally injure and betray me and did i like living with them and then maybe there's some weird tertiary things like uh, Vetus voting for Monica because he wanted to ensure that Jervis didn't get second place and kind of like these weird, tiny little vendetta things. But beyond that, it's just, did you really, really screw me over in an unforgivable, un- unforgivable way? And did I like you? Yeah. And um, Cass, I think, probably doesn't satisfy either of those like, criteria. You know, it, it's, 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 she, she screwed over people and they don't seem to like her. So you like Coach more than Sophie? Um, at the I uh when I was playing Survivor, yeah, I did. I liked. Uh, uh, I li- at that time. At that, oh, I'm I'm saying everything. In a, oh, I, I, <laughs> I, I actually, well, I like both of them a great deal. They're obviously very different sort of people to be around. And I saw Sophie tweeted saying, uh, uh, do, "Do I regret not voting for her?" And are you buff? I believe that was. Well, first, I mean, look, look, look at this, right? That's look. That's very. Yeah, Cochran is flexing, <laughs> and what you can't see is uh, a huge. You very, very aroused. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say huge, which is actually probably not completely yeah. accurate. <laughs> yes. No. No. But uh, no, I am working out. We can talk about that too. But you know, whether whether I regret not voting for Sophie, um, 
Uh, no, because now I know that our friendship is genuine and not based on a certain level of her feeling indebted for me giving her a million dollars. I know that she really likes me that we spend time together now. Yeah, and Sophie's great. She's wonderful, and I like her. So have we said that it's Cass smart in that she did, – did she make a conscious, a conscious decision? I cannot win this game. I'm going to give myself the best – case scenario of all of the perks that would come along with a memorable second place finish yeah she gets she gets to watch the show at home with her family know she's gonna get her little chaos cast hashtag at the bottom screen she's gonna get a hundred thousand dollars and if she wants to play again yeah she'll probably get to play again um i yeah i don't think she could have ever won i don't think like even in a dream like but was this a conscious decision or is what we're seeing what it looks like Cass thinking this is how I'm going to win the game? Because if it's that, then she's a terrible player. And yeah. Well, she thinks she can beat Tony, right? And she's wrong there. I mean, she's, she's had interviews where she says, I think I can beat Tony. Yeah. I mean, I, and I don't know if they would even show us if she was saying like, look, I'm just playing for second place here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know how much of it is theater that she's trying to win. But if she is trying to win the game... And this is what she's doing and giving Trish the finger at Tribal Council. Could you ever imagine giving somebody the middle finger (laughs) at Tribal Council? (laughs) Well, the reactions of everybody at Tribal Council this season, that's been another one of the great things. Like, the fact that, like, at the Sarah Tribal Council, people, like, clapped. Like, half the people clap. How obnoxious is that? And even Spencer, who I love and I'm rooting for, like, him pumping his fist. If I were sitting next to somebody who pumped their fist after somebody got voted off, I would be very, very irritated and probably like want to vote them off. Yeah. Like have some self-control, but that the, nobody has any self-control. So they're flicking people up. And then, then, then Cassie like F yeah or something. They, they blurred her mouth, right? Like when, when the vote went the way she wanted. Yeah. She cheered and then also then gave, yeah, the proceeded finger. to give Trish the finger. Like, I mean, it's amazing. Uh, so yeah, I think everyone's making mistakes. Nobody has a flawless game. I think the closest to a very clean game right now is Spencer. Um, yeah. Cass. Yeah, she's, uh, what's the question? Whether she's intentionally trying to do this to win? Is this she, ca- is this what this looks like to have cast? Is she playing for second place and they're going to bring me back and I'm going to be a, get a lot of airtime? Or is this what it looks like when Cass says, I'm I, trying I to win the game? I think she's trying to get as far as she can right now. Although she would have made it as far as she wanted to either way. I think it's like she knows she's going to get to the end. So it's like, why not screw over the people I dislike now? She seems to be playing a pretty personal game like you know if she feels that tony's a bully yeah let's screw over tony if she feels like sarah is a bully yeah let's screw over sarah i'm gonna get to the end anyway yeah all right let's take some of the questions from the listeners of Rob. i feel like we need to do like six more hours though well we could do, we could do however long however long you want okay. uh i feel like i feel like, I feel like well, you know i'm not wrapping up i feel like uh the questions lead to a lot of other things okay okay good good, good but good. Uh, is there something that you feel like that you want to discuss that we haven't gotten to from that's the top of my head if it occurs to me i'll I'll, I'll interject Ooh, baby (laughs) music's playing okay should i leave that in or no leave that in okay people like that song don't don't, don't, don't get rid of that all right trying to trying to do a professional show here okay so let's let's go ahead and uh let's take a look at some of the questions from the uh rhap uh audience that they sent to us on twitter and i'm sorry this was all from facebook this is a question a lot of people wanted to know about nick fishman asks what was your reaction to spencer's bio before the season and now at this point in the season now do you know about this so let me just for for people who don't know they asked spencer in, in his bio 
why do you think that you will be the sole survivor? And he says, I'm the chess expert who can plan my victory 10 moves in advance. I can use economic game theory to know the incentives of those around me. I'm the only guy who has these skills and is still personable enough to win. Think of me as a John Cochran who doesn't suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Well, I mean, so the, it's it's a little bit funny in retrospect that like he has you know his game as you said has been less economic game theory and more like winning challenges right. and stuff. But but beyond that, look, I have my theories about, it, and I'll share my people think I'm a, a paranoid uh, person about this or I'm reading too much into it. But so first off, no, I love it. I mean, are you kidding me? It's great to hear my name. It's like it makes me feel special. Yes. Um, so it's wonder. I've no, I've no problem with that. But here here are the three possible interpretations of that statement. One is. He hates me, and this is a kind of funny way of making fun of me. Yeah. Two, he just thinks it's funny. <laughs> um, three, and this is my philosophy, and those one and two could also be true, and it's Occam's razor would dictate that those one of those probably is true. But my philosophy is Spencer is a social media savvy guy, and I had the same impulse, certainly the first time I played, less so the second time, but still there, of – when you're playing, when you're watching yourself on Survivor, you get feedback from people on Twitter, and you're reading the message boards, and you're reading the comment sections on sites, and you have a desire to pander to them. And I think saying the "does not suck" thing is a very conscious nod to your podcast. So by throwing mm-hmm. it in there, he's already winning over some Rob as a podcast fans. There's general distaste among internet groups for me, so it's like it's like making fun of me and winning some of them over. He's doing stuff. I mean, like, and, I've, and, I've, and I follow him on Twitter now, and I see some of his tweets, which are funny. But he has some that are like he'll tweet like. Say what you will, black buffs may be overused, but they sure do look great. That's not an especially funny tweet, but that's a conscious acknowledgement of what hardcore Survivor fans are saying about too many black buffs, too many black buffs for for merge. So I think he's I think pandering, he's pandering, and I pander. Malcolm and I talk about pandering. Malcolm knows if he throws out a Harry Potter reference or a Lord of the Rings thing, it's kind of like, oh, this handsome guy happens to be watching socially palatable <laughs> forms of like either sci-fi or fantasy movies. So that's I think that's Spencer's form of pandering, and I don't begrudge him it at all because look, I do the same thing. And if we're to talk about uh, uh, Twitter and stuff, I haven't been tweeting that much about Survivor this season. Yes. And uh, and I got some tweets saying like oh, I think you're above Survivor and stuff. Now there are again I have like a three point three pronged reason. Okay. For this, okay. Now the three pronged reasons why you haven't been tweeting about Survivor or why people are saying to you. No, no, no why? Sorry, right? Yeah, yeah. A they hate me. B no, no, no. It's it's, it's why I've not been tweeting. One is purely logistical and that I've been uh, uh, working late hours and I'm frequently not watching the show live on Wednesdays. I'm often watching them a couple days later. Now I've been watching them live, so that's one. Purely logistical. Second reason is I'm on the West Coast, and I feel like the Twitter frenzy is of an East Coast phenomenon. There's an immediacy to tweeting about it when the first coast gets to see it. And so when I'm poking my head out three hours later, if I'm fortunate enough to be watching that night, it's, uh, you know, it's, it seems irrelevant. The third reason, and again, this is, people are going to say I'm, I'm too self-conscious about it, but I always find it a little bit, and this is a critique of the Survivor Twitter universe, I always find it a little bit unseemly when, like, a former contestant tweets about the current season and feels the need to draw a parallel between their own experience and the current season. And I've done it, and I always feel a little bit embarrassed after I did it. I did it this season. I said, like, oh, these brains are making me seem smart or something. And I felt a little bit ashamed of myself afterwards. But there's people saying, like, oh, if you think this rain's bad, you should have seen uh, back in Panama – we you had to walk to tribal council yeah, uphill yeah, both yeah, ways. Yeah, it's like, oh, Tanya Vance cr- crying about the food. It's like, <laughs> making these references, like, who cares? And, you know, and I do it too. And this is a self, I'm criticizing myself, my own instincts. But it's those three reasons. I'm not tweeting as much, but mainly the logistical things. I don't want to tweet two days later when everyone's seen it and then I'm like, 
poking my head out to say, oh yeah, Cass's flip is like mine. Aren't I great and remember me? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I hear you on that. The West Coast thing is tough. I am on the West Coast, but I watch the show on the East Coast feed. Yeah. And so I do my tweeting and stuff. No, and you, I mean, you're part of this. You have... Uh, an enterprise built around it so it's completely reasonable and and loud loudable loud laudable or yeah. loudable i do laudable. try not to make too many parallels to uh, to my season um in in talking about things now i a lot of times there are parallels that are interesting that i like to bring up with people but it is a, a, a pet peeve and, and you know i don't just talk to survivors amazing racers yeah. amazing race people do this a lot <laughs> Okay, uh, Big Brother, Big Brother Two, but when people are, like make the conversation all about, well, on my season, yeah. like when we were in, blah blah blah, you know, it gets a little boring. But when you can say, you know, this is similar and this is why, hard to do it in 140 characters, right? No. and I'm happy to do it. It's just like I feel a little bit embarrassed after I do it. Like, look, I want to do it. I want to say, oh, he said I'm the John Connor doesn't suck. Let me talk about that. But I, I, I restrain myself. Yeah. Um. Why do you feel like people feel the need to say to you that you're above Survivor on Twitter? Um, well, because I'm not tweeting about it. I think it's like the biggest. I'm like, not, I'm not doing podcasts and stuff, but it's all a, a symptom of what I just described. I think yes. it's, it's um, and like me saying I don't want to play again might seem like I'm above it, but it's not. I'm obsessed with it. I mean, are you kidding me? You, th- you don't think I think about it every single day? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, come on. Uh, and, and you know, my I moved out to the West Coast, and my social circle is almost exclusively people that I know as a role, result in one way or another because of Survivor, whether they're players or, or whatever. Um, so Survivor's given me everything. My entire life, the trajectory of my entire life was changed and determined by the fact that I applied for Survivor. So for me to say I'm above it, I mean, it's like the the, the reason I exist right now. Yeah, I, it's it's definitely a. You know, a tricky thing where it's like, you know, people, especially, you know, and you've had, you know, great success, but people do want to, you know, uh, you're a target now. Yeah. Well, it's easy all, target. Well, the thing is, like, it's also, if I tweet about Survivor, I'll get like 300 retweets or something. And then I tweet something not about Survivor and I get like 20 retweets. It's like, so there's part of me that's like conscious, like, ah, oh, Christ, I just like, how, it's been two years since I played Survivor. And I like, how, I, I get self-conscious about it. It's not about being above it. It's more like an inward thing where it's like, I don't, I, I don't know. Does that it, make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And it's something that I feel like Survivor players in particular have dealt with since the first season. Yeah. Where especially people, you know, when they came off the show and they were, you know, had you know, varying degrees of fame and and celebrity, you know, I remember there was a point like where like, you know, Colby and Jerry, like, and then they were like, we're not talking about survivor. Like, you know, if you like, if, if anybody like, you know, you know, Colby would like, uh, you know, I'm not watching the show or whatever. Like, well, how could you, how could you guys not watch the show? And so, but then eventually there's a point where like, and then it seems like then there's like a warming up to it and they, uh, and then they, they, they come back and it's sort of like, I feel like a lot of people like who have a success from survivor want to distance themselves from it and say like, I'm not the survivor guy. I'm not like, you know, I'm in, I'm in, I was in, you know, um, in Colby's example, like, Hey, I was in, What's the name of that movie that he was in? Uh, Red Eye. Okay. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm host of Top Shot. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not from. I'm not from Survivor. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's not my instinct whatsoever. I mean, like, uh, it, it's more. I don't want to be. I, I've, I'm, I'm like, I don't want to impose myself on people. Like, I, I feel like right now this season's about Spencer and Tony and Cass and 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 and, and Wu and like for me to just poke my head in 
it's really an attention seeking thing. I feel like, or that's how I would feel like I would be doing it. Unless, I don't know. So it's not about above it. It's just about, like, I don't want to force these survivor things to make myself seem relevant or, or to come across if that's what I'm trying to do. If you come up to me and talk to me, if you're one of these mythical people on the street, I'll talk your freaking ear off for hours about survivor. Are you kidding me? Do you feel the need like in your job now to sort of like, and, and I, I feel like I've been in situations like this to sort of like, um, I don't want to say poo-poo again, but sort of like trivialize Survivor to like when you're like working with people who may not care for reality TV or maybe they watch the first season's fire. They don't know what it, what it is. And you probably have met people uh, like this, like, Oh, what is this? This uh, survivor. Oh, it's still on. Um, Do you feel like, like a need to, I know you're already a self deprecating person. Do you feel the need to be even more self deprecating or do you just like, don't even try to think about it? Um, So, so, Clearly, I got this job like as a direct result of of being on Survivor. Yeah. So the first few weeks was actually a godsend conversation because I have no like writing experience or whatever. So all I really had to offer is like, oh yeah, no, no, that's where we went to the bathroom out there, and this is and, and it's crazy out there, and it's raining, or we have to go under a shelter. So I actually really embraced talking about it. But there is a point where like I can't. Maybe maybe that's also partially the tweeting thing. Like now, like my coworkers follow me on Twitter, and there's a, a thing where it's like. Should I just be tweeting about survive? Like I, I want to. Uh, there's an uh, some eagerness to be like I don't want to just constantly be resting on my laurels of like I was on Survivor because I have to prove myself as like a capable writer and 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 like existing beyond it, not above it, but like right, like just like having more to offer than anecdotes about Survivor. So certainly, I talked about it quite a bit, um, and like a lot of my coworkers ended up watching the se- now they're watching like the current season as a result. I got them turned on to the show. So we'll talk about what happened last week. Um, so I'm not I'm not super avoiding it in the way they describe, describe Colby. Like, oh no, I'm from I don't I don't introduce people like hi, I'm John Cochran. I'm from the Millers. Um, I was also I guess on some reality TV. No, no, I wear a shirt that says like I won Survivor. Please ask me about it. I'm desperate to talk about not it. Not let's get weird. let's get weird on the back let's get weird on the back yeah for me the thing and and what's kind of cool about what i what i get to do is that like i really only am talking to people who know about survivor and for me like if i went somewhere with somebody and i don't have any friends uh but hypothetically if i had if i had a friend yeah my least favorite (laughs) thing that anybody will ever do is like introduce me to somebody who doesn't watch survivor and identify me as somebody who was on survivor because that is my like if somebody knows survivor and knows either either knows my season or knows the current show i love talking about Survivor. but my least favorite thing is talking to somebody who basically only like tangentially knows what survivor is and then asks me a bunch of like generic yeah what's the, what's the worst question that you hate being asked my least favorite thing is when somebody says and this is, this is like nine times out of ten yeah. where it says like oh this is rob you know he was on survivor yeah. and they say oh well did you survive <laughs> it's like really yeah really yeah, that's yeah. the joke or, is, or either that or it's like oh i see you survive yeah, i usually get that i usually get oh i guess you survived then or, or the worst question i get is uh, is like uh so how was it 
Like, yeah. I'll just get like, so are you how really, was it? Are you really out there? Yeah. yeah. But even just the, the openness of so how was it? I don't know. I say <laughs> I, I, I have a stock answer that I say now. But no, you're right. If you talk to people that know it, it's great. Talking to players is another thing. I mean, I, I, like it's it depends like the my my best survivor friends people like steven and sophie and a variety of others are the people like where we won't we won't mention survivor in a conversation because it's and maybe i wonder what your experience is like with this i feel like survivor is a lot like a summer camp where you come to the last day and your mom's getting ready to pick you up and you say we're all going to keep in touch right we're going to be best friends forever mm-hmm. this is an incredible shared experience i love all of you regardless of whether you like or dislike anyone but it's like we shared this together we're going to be best friends forever and there are like a few months where you keep in pretty good contact and you all like drift away eventually sure and the friends that remain are the people that you're not reminiscing about survivor every every time you hang out yeah i mean i'm a little bit different because i talk to a lot of people but i talk to people mostly about not necessarily a shared experience that i had with them but talking with them about what's happening now yeah you know yeah I, i try to always like even though i'm always talking about survivor like it's for me the most fun when, we're, when you know I'm talking to somebody about what's happening now and trying to figure out what's happening as opposed to hey right. remember that time yeah, when yeah, yeah. Jenna and Heidi took their top <laughs> off what the hell was that by the way you know what I really did I saw very little of it like oh, I, yeah. I was like it was like all in like the peripheral vision it's like they were standing there for like you know five seconds I wish I would have fallen in the water because at least that would have been like a funny button to yeah. that scene <laughs> yeah. where it would have been like they would no, show get that these, get these women like, some like, that was great come on I, mean, that's, I, refer- I referenced that in my audition t- the, I, I, yeah, I see. What would you say? Well, the whole thing uh, is stupid. I mean, I don't want to get into the details, but I mentioned, I did mention, like, uh, how I would have reacted had I seen Hayden. Yeah, what, what would you have done? Well, no, it was like, it was, I did, like, this, like, like zoinks, like, <laughs> facial expression, and I said I would have maintained that face for, like, three minutes or so. I don't know. It was a stupid video. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, uh, sorry. So if you meet a survivor, yeah. if you're a civilian and you meet a survivor, um, well, you're listening to this is you're uh, like 90 minutes into a podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that you, you know, yeah, what what you question know do you want to be asked? Yeah. What question would you love to be asked? Well, if you want, first of all, if you're listening, if you know what Rob as a podcast is or you know what Survivor is, then yeah. then that, that's fine. Talk to me about like, oh, man, like, oh, boy, that Tony is. Or can you think Tony can win? Yeah. Talk to me about what's what's happening now. Or if you have a question about my season, that's fine. My issue is the people who aren't listening to this right now and who are just like, um, like try to think of in any situation, if you meet somebody who has a unique thing, think of what's probably the one question that this person gets asked a million times. Yeah. Like whatever your first impulse is to ask them, don't ask that question. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question. This is a very nitpicky one, or a very specific one. On your season, there was a time where you were fantasizing about uh, Jenna and Hyde and they did a little thought bubble yeah. next to your head. Is that the only time in Survivor history that they've ever done a thought bubble thing like that? <laughs> I don't I don't know. I feel like it is. <laughs> of like, it was sort of like a dream sequence. Yeah, right. Of like, of like, uh, but it was, but you were sitting there and it was next to your head, right? Yeah, I was sort of like talking about like uh, the girls had won like the reward of they got like bath stuff. And it's taking and, them. Was that the thing and I was like, the girls, they're probably like showering with yeah. each other and, and, and you know, like a girl like Heidi, you know, She's probably like a nine or ten yeah, yeah, in real life, go. and uh, you know she's like I'm doing like best of like uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm covering one of my old songs, yeah. uh, and I said she's probably a nine or ten in real life, but right now she's like you know a five or a six, and they showed like her like pulling hair out of her head, <laughs> and uh, you know her hair is falling out. I'm like that's great if you're a guy like me. So yeah. um, I love that. That was and that's that's what I was thinking. You know, yeah. 
that was like predating the, you know, um, if you're only dateable, if you make the merge, it's sort of, right. sort of like, Hey, like I'm, I'm yeah. out here. I'm one of the guys. Even that. Yeah. Uh, I have a chance with a girl with, with a girl like this, especially, you know, if I may, if I make it to far enough in the game, like I've got like a, a shot with these people where I wouldn't, these girls wouldn't talk to me in real life and they yeah. have to talk to yeah. me here. No, so. I'll tell you, you were, you, you are, you were and continue to be an inspiration to me. I mean, I would not, I've said it before. I <laughs> oh, would not have ever been on the show or, or dreamt it possible for me had it not been for you. You weren't pumped up by Mitchell Olsen? <laughs> his musical number or whatever, yeah. <laughs> I think that Mitchell Olsen, I think, was supposed to be, I think that was the person that was the first, like, person who was, like, the fan of the game. And we're going to put on one person really? who's a fan. I mean, that was, what, what do you think that they put him on? Because he was so uh, such a so good musician. Because he was so tall. Yeah. Like, it was like yeah. a freak show that they like, said, let's just Mark find Hansen the tallest syndrome. person yeah. <laughs> that we can find and put him on there. No, he, his whole thing was that he was obsessed with the first show. Okay. And, but the problem was that he just got out there and was like, because he's seven feet tall, he couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> like he, had, yeah. he had nothing. Yeah. And so, and then I think yeah. they went away from that idea for, for a number of seasons before they came Came back you. to it, uh, and then Skinny Ryan. They said, "Okay, well, that's going to be the oh, next." Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're lucky they ever went back to that after. Yeah, yeah. After that, well, but, uh, there was. I feel like Todd and like Spencer was the, the original Spencer. Original was Spencer, like that too, right? Is that the, the Spencer that that uh, would he be the Spencer that sucks now? Yeah. And by the way, if you take easy, away what if you take problem. away what if you take away oh yeah was, oh man if you take <laughs> away if you take away what sucks about me like what are you left with what is what is what is Spencer even saying there that he's like a young reasonably intelligent fan of the show the Cochran who doesn't suck I'm trying to think of of what what that would be <sighs> his I, hairline is like incredible by the way yeah Su- superhuman <laughs> superhuman hairline I mean. I think that the best uh, he was described, he was like, uh, he's almost like, uh, rather than, than you who doesn't suck, he's almost been more like a, a Malcolm without good hair. Yeah, you're yeah. saying that he has superhuman hair. Well, he has a superhuman hairline. Hairline. His hairstyle is a little bit goofy, but his hair, it's like, it's a proceeding hairline, you know? It's like. <laughs> proceeding? Yeah, because it's, it's going further down his head. Whoa. Yeah. That's probably a, a, a probably a common joke, but I feel like I just made it up, and I'm proud of myself. Okay, but. let's see if we can get back to talking about uh, sorry so, talking about the actual season of Survivor. Okay, let's see. Just because then uh, people complain and they leave us a lot of really? comments. Yeah, it happens. It happens. What are you going to do? But you know, for I think for every person who complains, I think then uh, I think there are people who uh, who aren't co- uh, commenting. I think who either turn it off. Or, or do like it. Yeah, okay. All right. So let's see. Kyle Frederick wants to know, Cochran, do you think Tony could pull it off uh, to win the season despite thinking he is a Russell Hance who unfortunately didn't win? And also, if Spencer manages to win, what do you think that uh, Jeff Probst will say to him at the reunion since in the TV Guide preview he said Spencer has a 0% chance of winning? Um, so in terms of, I do think Tony can win. I don't think he's really anything like... Uh, Russell. I mean, I think I think there's like very slight superficial similarities in that they don't seem that tall and they don't have that much hair or whatever. And they're they're both uh, adept at finding idols. But beyond that, Russell always seemed a little bit more like mean spirited, and um, he seemed legitimately bullying. Whereas uh, I, I don't see that from Tony at all. I think Tony actually seems like quite a convivial person to uh, live with. And um, so, so the question, yeah, do I think he can win? Yeah. Um, the Spencer thing 
the thing is, again, and this is going back to the pandering thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that probably in casting, just as in his uh, bio, I think Spencer's probably saying, I'm the evil chess genius who knows the show like the back of his hand. And I'm going to, uh, you know, probably presenting himself kind of like Chaos Cast presents herself now, saying he's this evil mastermind. Um, and, you know, he, you know, I'm sure if he could go back and edit his uh, bio now, he'd probably be like, I'm a I'm a likable little underdog who's like good in challenges and stuff. I think that but he was he was cultivating a, a, an image that probably in casting came across as quite unlikable. Um, and who knows? Maybe if he were in a per- position of power all the time, maybe he would be intolerable. I mean, that first interview from him on the season was something like, "You're going to see me play the greatest game of all time because I'm a genius or something." Yeah, he's like talking about how I can. St- I can want to thank you guys because I said that you were going to put me out here with a bunch of idiots. Yeah, and, yeah. and you definitely did. Uh, here's Jeff Probst talking about Spencer in the preseason. Spencer has zero chance of winning this game. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think Jeff could have seen what what what, what shape the season took uh, as it went on. Um, I don't think would he have said that Tony could win the game? Like who who are he, was who, who's he bullish about? I was really my prediction. Jeremiah. I remember he was very. Okay. He was like this guy is he can, he's good with the guys. The yeah. ladies love him. He's a country boy, but he's also a model. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I've been so wrong. You shouldn't take my woo prediction to heart just because my. <laughs> Winner predictions have changed like almost every episode. After episode one, I was convinced Sarah was going to win. Me then too. after two or three, I was like, oh no, she's falling for some of Tony's stuff. I don't think she's going to win. I shifted to LJ. I was really big into LJ until he went. Then I shifted to Trish. Then she seemed like she was being left in the dark too much. I shifted to Tasha. Tasha went. And now I'm on the woo train. Woo okay. woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the woo train. That was, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see. Uh, Chris Chong wants to know, uh, you noted that Jeff calls people that he considers survivor greats by their surnames, such as Donaldson, Penner, and Mariano. No one to my memory in recent survivor history has made the cut apart from yourself. Why do you think that is? And also, who do you think is the most notable person not to make it to Jeff's list? And let me add in Cole that. Culpepper. Uh, Culpe- okay. Culpepper. That's true. Savage. Savage. Now, what about this season? Do you think that is there? There was no last name calling this season, right? Yeah, is that the sort of thing that usually happens the second time they play? Does there have to be an extra level of familiarity? I'm trying to remember when did he start? Well, Savage only played oh, right, once. Savage, right? But that was like love at first sight, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, who who would I'm trying to think of last names because that have to be a strong strong last name, right? I mean, like strong s- consonant sounds. Bledsoe is like a little bit like not that's a, Spencer's last name, right? Yes. Bledsoe Vlachos Vlachos um, Vlachos Vla- now Tony Tony so I mean he is Tony though uh, I'm trying to think who else is strong last uh, uh, what's Wu's last name uh, uh, you know honestly I, I don't know off the, off the top <laughs> yeah, of my head okay um, and then yeah, Wu is is Wu yeah, and Cass you know. is yeah Wu is already a perfect name too and Cass McQuillan or Does something it have anything to do with having just sort of a run of the mill first name I mean that like probably, to call yeah. you John well, well no, look and I asked for it too yeah um, uh, but yeah I, I, I was I, Colby has a unique first name Colby yeah he could have gotten away with Colby he could have gotten away with Colby um, uh, you know Boston Boston Rob he already has a, a nickname modifier yeah. I mean Rob in itself is not a you know a you know super memorable name right you know you need some Marianne, sort of modifier but yeah, I like you like you like having more syllables though because mm-hmm. you're not going to say I guess you could say Boston Rob I don't know sorry 
yeah, Jonathan again is not a yeah. And there've been a million Johns because uh, I, I was very conscious going in that there was John Carroll. I'm like, uh, if there's another John on the tribe, then I'm going to be called John C. And there's already a John C. in Survivor history. Yeah. Now, have you been hearing the rumors of casting about the Survivor Robs versus Johns? I've heard little bits of it, yeah. And so it's happening, right? I I feel like it's... That's what I read on, uh, I think Reality Blurred was reporting. So Survivor 29, they think, is going to be Survivor Robs versus Johns. Okay. And then I think it was... Is it going to be all returning Robs and Johns, or is there going to be some new Robs and Johns? Well, I don't know. That's Where the, does Jean Robert go in all this? He's on, he's on uh, Exile Island to start Okay, with Bobby John. <laughs> yeah. And they're, and they're going to have a battle on Redemption Island. But have you already said this before? Because this is great. Okay. They're going to be on uh, Redemption Island, and one of them is going to go to Exile Island. <laughs> And so, um, it's, so it's unclear whether or not there's going to be like, are all the Robs and Johns going to be on one tribe and then it's going to be all new Robs and Johns on the, okay. on the other tribe. And then Survivor 30, Reality Blurred, was saying that it's going to be uh, Wu versus Fabio. Okay. And so and yeah. it's going to be, they're going to have like a, a draft beforehand and then they're going to pick teams. Yeah. A schoolyard pick of yeah. Wu versus Fabio. So wait, so who's on the John tribe? Uh, John Carroll, Jonathan, Pen- Jonathan's count, right? John, yeah, John and Jonathan. So it's, it's Johnny Fairplay. Johnny Fairplay. So it's you, Fairplay, Penner, John Cody, John Carroll, um, Jonathan from Palau. <laughs> <laughs> Libby, right? Yeah, you get both the Johns from Vanuatu. <laughs> you get John yeah, P. Yeah. And, <laughs> who's in Taliak or something? Yeah, yeah, and then the other the other John who was like the model guy. Yeah. So was that his last name Kenny? Yeah, maybe, maybe. So okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, that sounds great though. Yeah. So that, that's good. But then there's going to be you know not everybody's going to make the cut. So right because they're going to have one the other tribe is going to be new people, new Robs. And okay, Johns. okay. 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 So okay, we an- we answered that question. Okay, so uh, going back to the uh, the Cochran that doesn't suck. Uh, Michael Harmstone wants to know if Spencer doesn't win, would that make Cochran the Spencer that doesn't suck? Or would you be the Spencer that doesn't suck if Spencer loses? Um, well, the thing is, you know, I won on my second try, so we have to we have to wait another season or two until we find out whether um, who who's the Spencer that doesn't suck or vice versa. Uh, I think you know I like Spencer. Um, so am I the Spencer who doesn't suck? Well, if you take away what sucks, let's establish what sucks about Spencer. What sucks about Spencer? Uh, now, his plans don't tend to work. His plans don't work. His, his forethought about like leaving his clue just uh, unguarded in his fold. Like, and he, he's, he's easily folded frustrated. up his pants so delicately yeah. too, is that what I found adorable? It's like, <laughs> why, why go to the care? That makes it so much more suspicious. <laughs> um, uh, so that's not great. I love his. I love when he cocks back his head. It's my favorite thing. That's <laughs> so yeah. great. Cats, <laughs> you have zero point zero <laughs> chance. Like he becomes like sort of like Shatner in like when he's exasperated. Ah, yeah. oh, woo. Oh, or like Napoleon. Some version of like Shatner yeah. and Napoleon Dynamite. No, but- God, mom. Yeah, so that's uh, well, that doesn't suck about him. There are very few things that suck about him. So to say that Spencer doesn't suck, I don't know what what that's giving me. But I'll I'll, I'll probably wear that. Probably wear that title. Okay, so if you uh, you would be uh, you will you tweet on when next Wednesday Spencer well, loses? I, I, am ofi- I am officially the Spencer. But should I do that though? It's like that's the thing I'm talking about. Then I'm like saying, remember me. I don't know. <laughs> 
Uh, do, what do you recommend? What's your take on all this? Um, should you do that? Probably not. I wouldn't do it on. I wouldn't do it on on Twitter, at least at first. Um, I'm sure that Spencer is listening to this, so you could probably give him. I like he, Spencer. He could probably give you the green light if it's okay yeah, to do yeah. that, and then once he okays it, then I think that's fine. Because I, I, I had a bad experience with Russell Swan. I don't know if you remember, but <laughs> Russell Swan was anti. Well, a lot it, of the survivors on your second time around were very were very negative, right? Yeah, but the the the, you know, the first time though, Russell Swan tweeted. After I flipped, he said something like, uh, you're such a bitch cock or something. <laughs> I forgot and, about and then, that. And then, and then when he got, and I, and I, and I don't think I forgot about that tweet. Cause then like two years later when it was survivor, That's uh, the thing, survivor tweeters. Yeah. When, when survivor Philippines came on and he self-destructed and called Jeff his Lord or whatever it was. <laughs> then I, re- I, I didn't even tweet an insult. I just retweeted his, uh, tweet about me being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 you, he, you went back to the tweet that he had yeah, from Survivor, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Survivor South Pacific and retweeted. Yeah, that's all I did. I just re- I didn't even say you suck, Russell, because I don't think he sucks. I thought he was a great, compelling character, but I just you know just was reminding him what he said about me. Now, who else do you have a queue of people who tweeted about you? Are that you just was, waiting was, for Eliza to go back and then you're going to, you have a lot of retweets ready no, for I, her? The Eliza stuff, I don't even care about. I mean, that's, it's, forget that. <laughs> yeah, she's a way on, moved on past you. Well, she, I think a lot of the players this season got it worse than you did. Maybe I feel bad for Cass again. Like, you know, say what, what you will about her gameplay, but she's, a huge part of the reason why uh, part why the season's so great you know if her if she hadn't made arguably boneheaded or or irrational moves we would have had a pagonging you know would have been that that alliance with spencer tony or tasha and and cast and they were sort of plucked off you know we would still have jeremiah and stuff who wouldn't i wouldn't have found that entertaining i think this is the best uh, final six i'm trying to think final seven was jeff i'd say this was the best final six you ever had best final six that we've ever had ever Boy, I, th- I know. Are we including like a heroes versus yeah, villains? Yeah. Okay. Let's. Um, I'm trying to think of off the top of my head if there's any better who, better than Survivor Amazon. I'm trying to th- who who is everybody in Survivor Amazon? It was, it was Rob, you, Matthew, Jenna, Jenna and Heidi, Heidi Christy, and Christy Butch. And- <laughs> you have a problem with Christy? No, no, no. I was thinking Butch is what made me crack up. Um, uh, no, right, but well, like, well, let's have like heroes versus villains. Let's just uh, okay. compare that. So okay, so Harvey, Sandra, Russell, Jer- Colby, Jerry, Colby, Jerry, Rupert. Rupert. Is that right? Um, I mean, when you say the names, it obviously sounds very impressive. It's a very impressive, list. but I don't think in terms of like individual gameplay and like I would be sad. What we're saying about satisfaction with people winning. I think everybody has a pretty like compelling, satisfying ending to their story if they win now. And that was true of everybody from Tasha on. Um, like I, th- I don't think I would have been if Colby had won. Would that have been satisfying? If if, if Jerry had won, like in an ex post facto from Australia, it would have been it would have been entertaining. I'm you know I, I'm already thinking about my Survivor Hall of Fame ballot. I don't know if yes. that's a secret thing to talk about. Is that secret? No, I I don't think it's secret because uh, there are. Yeah, I, I don't. My mind could change yes. between now and then, but right now I'm thinking Colby, Jerry, and Coach. Yeah, were you mad at me that I that I didn't put you? Did I? I don't remember if I did. I don't think I did. No, you didn't put me. That were you mad? Did that bother you that I didn't do that? Who, who did you put? And I'll say whether I'm mad. I think I put Kim. I put <sighs> I put Brian Heidick, <sighs> and I put I put Johnny Fairplay. But full disclosure, uh, <laughs> that. 
Uh, there was a lot of lobbying on that uh, part. I got I got tweets saying that Johnny Fairplay was tearing me apart on uh, your podcast. He said he he, he said that he. Uh, well, what he said What's was that beef? he did, his beef was that he doesn't like that he feels like you do a lot of shtick on the show of like, hey, I'm a nerd, I'm in a vest. Coming from the guy who legally changes which, last which, name to fair play. Which is what I had said to him. Uh, I said, it sounds to me, this sounds very self-loathing that you seem to not like about other people the things that you are known for. Um, but I think, I, I think there's probably some... Uh, issues there yeah. also and the, and the, sh- the shtick though if you spend any significant amount of time with me you'll realize i am like compulsively self-deprecating <laughs> it's not in, like an appealing like enjoyable thing to have yeah. but it's what i i can't help it it's a problem but go just going back to my my ballot yeah that, did that i hope you weren't me? did that did that bother you that i that i didn't do that um I mean, I did list you as like, you know, I was the first person to ever list you on my CBS bios, the person yeah, I was most like. I name dropped you in my audition tape. Um, no, it didn't bother me. It did, well, let me, can I, can I just, can I tell you my, my reasoning? Sure. I just feel like, and they do this with sports, that I feel like you should have to wait a year. Yeah. Like, I feel like there should, and I think that should be in the rules. I don't know if I would have gotten in had, it, had anybody had to wait a year, though. Yeah. I feel like you need to wait a, like, you know, Kim didn't get in six months after she won yeah. in in her in her season. And I don't know if I would have voted for Kim, but then I kind of feel like, you know, you want to just take a step back and see if the win oh, now that it's been, Now that time. it's been a year and you had to fill out your ballot now, would you have put me yeah, on it? Sure, I would. If you give me another chance in December, I'll put, <laughs> yeah. I'll put you in. Uh, I guess I guess that would be also uh, ex post facto, right? Yeah, so who, who, who are you thinking is going to be on your ballot? For this year? Yeah. Well... I was sort of like, you know what I was torn with? Hmm. I was like, uh, should I vote for, does Todd get in now? Is it oh, Todd? Man. Because uh, I was like, boy, I want Todd to feel, I want Todd to be like feeling good about himself. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, would this get Todd pumped up to do that? But if now, if he now realizes that this is the only reason you're putting his name on the ballot, it's going to make him feel worse. Is that going to make him feel worse? <laughs> yeah. It's like a pity vote or something. Uh, I, I think, look, I'm not even a huge Colby fan, but the fact that people named their kids after him and that he was like yeah. synonymous with the show for a million years, uh, you have to put him. Jerry, and he had a great, whether you think it's a, a good st- three-season arc, he had a pretty compelling one of like, he's Superman the first time, second time he gets slain by uh, his arch nemesis, Jerry, and third time he's like a, a disaster. <laughs> Superman in a fat suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but is that a different thing than, like, should the Survivor Hall of Fame be just about gameplay or is it about, like, you know, person, people who are, like, the superstars of the whatever game? Whatever you want it to be. I think I would say superstars. I mean, like, uh, uh, if, if you want, look, it's, it's the same reason why this season's so great because there's been a lot of good gameplay and a lot of bad gameplay. If you want to watch good gameplay, watch One World or Redemption Island, but you're going to go into a coma. <laughs> just warning you. So you should yeah. be like people. Comp- that's why that pisses me off that people bad mouth like cast and stuff. I don't even say whether her gameplay is good or bad, but just like you should just be saying saying thank you for making this season so exciting. Okay, let's uh, go through. I've uh, so many good questions. But I'm Did trying, I answer I'm that trying, last question? I even. Um, I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> All right, sorry. <laughs> but, but it's but yeah. it's fun. Okay, okay. The time is flying yeah. by. I'm not sure for the people but t- listening. But Tyson does three hours. How come I can't get to three hours? Well, with Tyson, we also did the voicemails with with Tyson. Why the hell am I not doing voicemails? Because well, we wanted to get Nicole in for because uh, Nicole's parents are here. Okay. And I told you I be- met them and they were wonderful. I told you beforehand, Cochran, get out a notebook because uh, we've got some we, we got uh, tons of ideas for the Millers uh, season two. <laughs> They're perfectly downstairs. lovely. I, I didn't. 
Just get a just get yeah. a notebook. Just yeah. sit. Just say, you know what? Um, I don't have anywhere else to be the rest of the day. I'm just going to observe yeah. uh, here. Just don't even mind me. Just just yeah. keep scribbling. Just keep scribbling. Um, all right. I have uh, so just... many other questions. Uh, Chris Chong wants to know how many people think the Tyler Perry Idol is a terrible addition by production. Most people are. Most people dislike Redemption Island as well, but for different reasons. However, the Tyler Perry Idol uh, production's replacement for Redemption Island, that's, um, that's what he's saying that is, um, is that for extending the life of strong, entertaining players? If so, don't you think that uh, this is a better way to achieve this, perhaps, uh, if the rules surrounding the Idol were refined? So do you look at the Tyler Perry Idol as a substitute for Redemption Island where a player like Tony, instead of like, if he gets voted out, he'll go to Redemption Island. This is, you know, that Tony won't get voted out and he stays in the game. Um, that's presupposing that like strong players are the ones that are good at finding idols or whatever. Sorry. Aren't strong players the ones who are good at finding idols? Um, yeah, well, then I, I hate. I, I don't like idols. Like, I don't. I don't. I would never want one. I would never want to look for one. It, it just gives me too too much paranoia right. that people would be able to read into me like lying about having one or something. So I just want to steer clear of it and be very open about yeah. the fact that I don't have it. But no, I think that there seems to be a very high correlation between like it does seem like the most compelling people tend to have the idols, and that's because they're probably the sort of aggressive person that would be willing to make a kind of antisocial move of like digging for hours for an idol. Um, and, and the fact that Tony got the second idol should put to rest any claims of like that idols are rigged and being handed out to people because you know production was not hoping that Tony would get a second idol. They were keeping their fingers crossed Tasha or Spencer would get it mm-hmm. and that it would completely upend the game. So, um, so, so in terms of whether it has the same function, um, I think if anything, it was probably a way to just the, the the reason that I feel like t- idols were implemented in the first place were to change the dynamic of the game and make somebody who's not in power be able to wield some power at least whether it's politically or for one tribal council and and up you know upset the apple cart a little bit um, so it's probably not about gi- giving an already powerful player a, a way of extending their run it's probably about somebody that that's compelling but is an underdog and can you know change the dynamic a little bit yeah when the person in the minority has the idol it's exciting yeah. when the person in the majority has the idol it's almost like game over like, well, like I said, but i still think that the fact that tony got it is a good thing yeah because because uh it made him be even bolder yeah because here's the thing okay and and, and going to be one of those obnoxious people that ties things into their own personal experience but this that's, is that's fine but this is the place to do it right, don't right, do right, it in 140 right, characters right, yeah so even in my fleeting moments of having like winning immunity the great thing about winning immunity is not that you're safe at that night's tribal council it's that you're able to think three days beyond that you're thinking okay i'm safe tonight let's see what's happening next i don't have to worry what's about what's going on tonight um the thing is tony is so super protected now he's i mean he's been like protected like 14 days in advance and stuff so his mind which is already as we've seen very very active and paranoid and just excitable now it's firing on all cylinders because he He's thinking, he's seeing into another dimension years in advance. And so his mind's racing and he's willing to take bolder, more possibly more reckless moves like the Jeffra vote. And, and, and I feel like it's been a good thing. Yeah, I think so too. I think that Tony making the moves that he's made, it's really been a combination of that you've had 
Tony making bold moves, Cass making some of the moves that she's made, and, and then and the two people that were in the minority in Spencer and Tasha that were easy to root for kept winning immunity. I mean, how great is that's, that? That's I mean, basically, that's, the, that's a recipe for a great season. Yeah, and, and then the, then the other like supporting people are nonetheless compelling and entertaining. Yeah, so it's not like at this point usually there are like two or three people where you're like. Ah oh, man, they're still. How, how the hell are they still there? And like, maybe you'd say that about Wu or something. I don't feel that way because I know he's winning, and I'm already deferring to the eventual <laughs> inevitable winner of Survivor Kageon. Will you be a little bit pissed if Wu wins Survivor and then he gets a job writing on the Millers? <laughs> <laughs> Will that annoy you a little bit? Well, it is. Uh, my my boss did send out an email uh, the other day. No, this is like 100 percent true, and and said like because we have some new writers joining the staff. And he said, like, oh, I want you to meet Jen and Tim and, and Chris. And Wu. Uh, and then he said, and said we're hiring a fourth writer, but we don't know the winner of Survivor yet, so it's going to be like another couple of weeks. Uh, so it is, it is always hanging over me. Believe me, I was terrified. Knowing that Tyson won last season, I was like, oh, man, it's fine. Like, funny, snarky guy, and it's like, he's going to take my job. Because it's, you know, I, I was secretly hoping that, like, oh, it'd be kind of some, like, bland, uh, you know, either super just aggressive, nasty person or kind of a boring person. When I'm like, oh, no. So I, I would be scared if, like, you know, if, if, if we've got Wu, Wu getting, I would, I would, if Wu just joined the staff, I would be delighted. If he took my place, I'd be heartbroken. <laughs> well, yeah. If he was there with you, he yeah, was, he'd be uh, wonderful. Okay. He'd be wonderful. But he, but he shared your office. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be fine. Okay. Um, let's go to a question from Brad Talk. And Brad asks Can you ask Cochran to compare and contrast Dawn and Cass, two quote unquote unlikable older mothers who seem to rub people the wrong way? Is there a double standard for them playing cutthroat? First off, is, Ka- is Cass a mom? I honestly, the I fact honestly that we don't, don't know. know is like a weird thing, right? I honestly don't know. I mean, I feel like she, wait, no, I think I think she is because I feel like I remember some Twitter drama of somebody saying she's like a lousy mom or something. Like it was like clearly, I honestly 100 percent don't know. So I, I, I hate no, to not, even say that she's a mom because I really don't know if she is or not because right. I've never heard her mention it. Well, on the igno- show. Ignoring, let's, ign- let's go with just ignoring a, the mom part. Yes, um, I think they're like polar opposites because I think I don't think Dawn is like Dawn is inherently likable. I think it was just that, like, she made some moves at the end that kind of alienated people, and she's and Dawn's over emotional, which uh, which uh, rubs some people the wrong way. Whereas Cass's seeming inability to like express, it, yeah, her perpetual iciness, which again, this Hannibal Lecter thing, she's wonderful. Uh, I I think that's what people find off putting. So uh, so Dawn is like, you know, likable, steadfastly loyal, and uh, to certain people, and over emotional. Whereas Cass is volatile strategically completely emotionally withdrawn and uh just based on what people are saying on the show not that likable again i i'm open to, i i'm ju- this is based on their tv personas i'm sure they're actually like, all quite pleasant people in real life you you would think so and we'll we'll find out we'll find out soon enough but yeah. i think that this is going to be a fun finale i think it's going to be explosive because i think you get a lot of people that still are not crazy about each other. Who? What, what are our, what are our predictions for who is not going to talk at the finale? Oh, we're gonna. Do, you want to do the uh, a draft of the who's not going to talk at the finale yeah. draft? That I like. I was saying that I think we're gonna have a lot of conflict at the but finale. Like everybody talked last time. Everybody except for Marissa. Right? Everybody talked. Um, it's also going to be a different format of the finale. Ooh. And so what they're going to do, you ever watch the Celebrity Apprentice? I do. Okay. So in the Celebrity Apprentice finale, it's sort of like the show starts live, like in the theater, 
And they also they pump in the crowd noise, which I like for the celebrity. Oh, they're doing that finale. during the finale. I well, Jeff Probst hinted at some big changes, and he said that he's going to come back at the end of each act and talk with the audience. So oh, I don't know exactly exactly how this is going to go, but I, I I'm excited i'm bullish on the idea because i like pumping in the crowd noise i like when you that's feel awesome like you're watching with people like there's a big crowd that's mic'd so if they're laughing you, you know there's a joke no, it was, like, I, I got to go to the last finale and it's it's an exhilarating thing seeing people's reactions to yeah it. so it's it's pretty fun so i hope that they get to sort of like have that live show atmosphere for the people at home and and Je- then jeff comes back like whoa can you believe it spencer is out now it's gonna be woo and t- woo and t- Cass and Tony in the final three. Like, uh, can you, that, uh, we're here live with. That's, I really like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. I think it'll be a fun show it's on a Wednesday. more energetic, yeah. So, new night, new format. So, they're going to, you know, c- come back and, and instead of just like cutting to the whatever theater, well, I guess it's going to be here. So, instead of cutting to CBS live at the start of the finale, then it's going, or at, at, like when they, Jeff comes in with the votes, I think we're going to be coming back and forth all night. And I wonder if they do stuff like with like, okay, let's like on the Celebrity Apprentice, where it's like, all right, let's bring in the pre-jury people. Yeah. And I wonder, or, or though, because the Celebrity Apprentice like final task can be boring. So I kind of feel like you'd probably lose some momentum. But instead of like, what if instead of doing Fallen Comrades, instead of that, we had like, okay, let's bring in, let's bring oh, in the pre-jury. Be, I, that, or, yeah, or like, they, yeah, they get to say, because they, like, they do cut to those little interview segments of uh, the pre-jurors when they're doing the... What if they just didn't even like uh, get to talk? What if they just said like, all right, let's, br- like, bring, uh, them let's, br- let's bring them out. Like, okay, <laughs> okay, here is David Sampson. Yeah. He comes, uh, he, uh, he, or should they be sitting already and then we'll, and then we'll do some quick uh, like, all right, David, uh, what are you thinking about the Marlins this year? <laughs> Like ah, oh, they're gonna be great. Actually, it's hard. It's hard to think of anybody that won't be talked to. Because I, when I when the season started, I was thinking like, wow, a lot of these big characters are going early. Like yeah. I, I was a little bit worried about the prospects of the second half. But because the season go well, you've got David Sampson, then you got Garrett. Garrett, so who's stuff a to Bryce is is great to talk to. Yeah. Jatia. Cliff Robinson. I mean, come on. Lindsay uh, would be the one, I feel like, uh, yeah. you know, you don't super Alexis. need to hear. Uh, Alexis, yeah. I feel like she's probably... Fan- I think it's fantastic. She was my winner pick before the season started. Yeah, she's she's good. Probably the number one contender, though, to not get a question. I think that her elimination was so heartbreaking for America that people will be dying to hear It was heartbreaking. Her. I think that probably number two after her, though, is probably Jeremy. Jeremiah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeremy and and Jeffra maybe. Jeff- no, because I think Jeffra. I think she has um, uh, a couple things going for her, and I think that um, you know, uh, she. I think she has like an interesting background and a couple uh, things going for her. They're talking about Morgan. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely talk to her. But in the so, do you like this idea of should we talk to the pre-jury during the episode? It depends on how they integrate it because it might be like just jarring that like you see all these. It's always jarring when you transition to the live show as it is because everybody's all made up and stuff. You know so. what though the pro- the risk with that is like the, like are you tr- are you going to trust you know whoever pre jury person to not spill the final two? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think that that's sort of like on live TV. It's like well you know Wu's already open in the champagne backstage. So. <laughs> Like, so are you on the woo train now dude i think it's funny i i don't think i honestly i never before this conversation i never considered it but now you're giving me a what percentages a, do you think there pause. are for people i think you've talked me into about like a you know 
15 per he's two immunities away from winning the game what was wait do his woo beat spencer or one. we talk about that or one would woo beat spencer in the finals again it's like you've, no, right? you've what you've done here and you've opened my eyes to the possibility of woo winning the game and you've also opened my eyes to the possibility or the impossibility that is it impossible it's impossible that cast will be voted out so uh, you've opened us uh, to like the 98 percent chance that cast is going to be in the final two <laughs> right i mean and, what scenario does cast go is there any scenario i don't think so the only thing that i could sort of maybe think of is Spencer wins if we have some sort of like a 2-2 tie break scenario like okay like what if like woo spencer wins immunity yeah woo and tony decide that they're rock solid yeah okay and Tony can't stand Cass. And so they're going to put their two votes on Cass. Cass and Spencer are going to put their two votes on Wu. And Cass and Wu are going to have to make oh, a fire. That might happen. Okay. That could happen. It could happen. Because Tony would want to keep Wu to possibly beat Spencer at the next immunity challenge. He might hate stuff. Cass so much that he doesn't. Well, I don't think that would be it, though. Because he's already, I mean, as has, has has said in that clip you provided, he was like saying, Cass hates me so much, I don't want her on the jury. Like he's yeah. not one cast in the jury, but but if 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 Spencer wins immunity and he's going to be in the final three, you're not going to trust cast to be able to beat him whatever the next immunity challenge is. Mm-hmm. So you might it, it could it could happen. It could happen. It's very unlikely. I'd say cast ninety eight percent ninety eight percent chance in the final. Uh, Woo one hundred percent chance at winning. <laughs> <That's true>. And <laughs> um, Brad Craig wants to know: Is there any truth to the rumor that you and Morgan are secretly dating? Um. I mean, dating is kind of overstating. <laughs> we like to have fun. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I like to keep it casual. Yeah. I'm not, a young it's guy. It's not too serious. Not too serious. But she's a sweet girl. Yeah. You see where it goes? We just want to keep it fun for now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Uh, Edward Morris, who do you support for RHAP fan favorite? Look, I mean... Uh, so this is for the entire season, right? Yeah, RHAP fan favorite player of the season. Do, do you list criteria for what? Like, no, just like just like uh, Miss Survivor, Mister Survivor. I do not tell you what these stipulations look, are. I know Spencer's going to win. It's, like, and he his his social media. He, he has like three times as many other followers uh, as followers on people. Uh, sorry, this is uncoherent. I'm like speaking gibberish. He has three times as many followers on Twitter as anybody else does. Um, so I think he's going to wait until he plugs his Twitter in the finale. But that didn't work out so well for Hayden and uh, Aris. They last didn't do season. it. They didn't do it well. Yeah, they you did it. You did a you did it correctly. And well, Aris's Twitter handle sucks. First off, yes, that, I've talked to him about this, but this was a very this was a very bad job. If I can remember correctly, because I wrote a I wrote an article about it because yeah, I felt no, like yeah. and I and I honestly kind of feel like they somebody somebody read it in in, in CBS social media because since then that have you noticed that they tag Jeff Probst as at Jeff yeah, no, I mean, on the look, show. Yeah. Uh, and what I had said in, in the article that I wrote, I wrote that I felt like, you know, in in you and Malcolm, I felt like Survivor was very lucky to have two 20-something f- faces of the show who were going to be unlike the some of the Hanses and some of the people out there yeah. that were going to be like tweeting, like you never know what they're going to be writing right. about. That for the most part, you can count good on ambassadors that, for the good Survivor. ambassadors for the show. And the people that are going to be following you on Twitter want to, for the, by and large, 
to talk to you about Survivor. Right, which I, I'm so above now that I don't even talk I mean, about and, it. And but, now it backfired <laughs> with, now that you don't even talk about Survivor yeah. on, on Twitter. Yeah. But for the most part, the people that followed you on Survivor were watching a Survivor finale, watched you on Survivor, and wanted to talk to you about Survivor. So I feel like the problem is that there are some bad apples out there that yeah. are going to go on rants and stuff like that where you can't, like, by and large, you know, give everybody's uh, social media. I kind of, I kind of feel like even though I'm obviously the biggest proponent of this Twitter stuff, I do feel like CBS needs to put put some of these tweeters on lockdown or so, like or, or limit the amount of tweeting that people do about the show because I feel like I the reason I was so reluctant to follow people from the season is because like they either intentionally or unintentionally spoil stuff. Yeah. So be- do you feel like they should be in lockdown and then? like should it be some sort of a trade-off it's like okay we don't want you tweeting during the season or we will give you like pre-approved tweets that, yeah that you can send out or you run it by, run it run, by run, us running, first. It, running it by them i think would be fine run it by us first and then at the finale we will put your twitter handle on the screen yeah or we will <laughs> oh so, god that'd be such a and other reality shows do it now i feel like the voice or whatever it, it, you know everybody has their own little twitter handle yeah um, but if you have somebody who's like a loose cannon, like let's say like Lindsay, I don't know anything about Lindsay. Yeah. I don't even know if she's on Twitter. But she at what at what oh, point she is? She is no, I'm kidding. No, I don't know. I think she at is. Though, what but, yeah. point does CBS have any responsibility? And again, I have no idea what Lindsay is. All I know is the what I saw on TV. Yeah. If Lindsay like has like let's say she has like really strong political leanings one way or another. And now CBS has promoted Lindsay, follow Lindsay on Twitter. And she's like, you know, whether she, honestly, like in this fake political thing, she's either super (laughs) pro Obama or super anti Obama. (laughs) How, but that's, no, this is bad for, this is bad for the network. They're endorsing. Yeah. These, these opinions where she says like, uh, you know, if she's, like one of these like uh, birth certificate people. Like I yeah. don't think that uh, Obama should be the president, and blah blah blah. He needs to be impeached. And now that and now this is like a controversial stance. Yeah. Well, what I didn't like, I mean, that's that's one thing. That's obviously a lot, probably more serious than what I'm. I have a problem with. But like last season, I feel like Vetus or something would leave live tweet the show while he was on it, and he'd be like. Interesting choice for, by Monica. Let's see if that works out for her in the end. It's like, don't tweet that. <laughs> right, right. Um, that that's more my gripe. I don't care. You know, uh, my thing is like you can't get can't, out. Like, there's some people that you can't trust them. Right. On no. Social exactly. Media. Yeah. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, I think. Yeah. We, we've seen people that, that act crazy on people, social media. There are people that abuse it. Yeah. Now, what do you do? You like what they do now, where there's like there's people that tweet the show and then they retweet they retweet the uh, the alumni. Do you feel like is that sort of the, the better way to do it? Yeah, although like then I feel like people tweet stuff just to be retweeted. Do it's people just, pander to the retweet. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean, are you kidding me? Do you see the, the stuff that gets retweeted is like another explosive tribal council. This is one of the best seasons yet, which is all true. But like, why say like what possesses somebody to say that? Yeah. Um, or, or it's again, more of the stuff where it's like, huh, that makes my shelter back in uh, exile <laughs> Island look like the Taj Mahal or, you know, it, it, I don't know. Yeah. But no, I like, I li- whatever. Anything that gets people talking about it. I like, I, li- I like the hashtags. For instance. I actually think it's kind of funny and comically timed. I like when stood up appeared in the bottom of the screen. I like that sort of Do thing. Do you feel like the people to the future people, this is the last recap show we're going to do of survivor 28. So it's there is a very real possibility that 
multiple people oh who are going God. to be on Survivor <laughs> 29 are listening to this conversation. Yeah. So do you are you concerned at all that the future contestants of Survivor 29 are going to be pandering to the hashtags? Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, I mean, I probably would be. I'd be. I'd be. Play, if, I, if I were on season twenty nine, I'd be planning my hashtags right now. Yeah. So just like like workshop and stuff. Like okay, uh, holy guacamole, well, uh, jeepers ta- creepers. Or, or, like, or, or I was talking to Malcolm and so or talking about like oh, if he ever plays again or something. I'm saying like you know you know if you jeepers creepers. That's good. Uh, so, you like that I was, I was saying if he had like because he knows and we've talked about this and I I'm, I'm guilty of the same sort of thing he knows if he says like like I said a Lord of the Rings reference or a Harry Potter thing and if and I was saying if he plays again if 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 Jeff says like um like who wants to sit out this challenge or something that requires somebody to like opt out if he says I volunteer as tribute everybody's going to flip out and love him. He's going to get 300,000 more new Twitter right. followers. So I, consult- article yeah, I, mean, I already consulted him on we that. fell in love with so, Malcolm. Yeah, so, yeah, no, exactly. So, so if you're on season 29, say that I volunteer as tribute thing. You're going to get a ton rip of followers. Malcolm? No, rip me off. I oh. fed that to Malcolm <laughs> as a suggestion. But now that, you know, I, I think it's going to be new people and stuff on season 29, probably, hopefully, uh, uh, reality blurred or whatever, who knows. Um, I would like somebody to do that and steal it from Malcolm so he can't use it. There's so many things, and I wonder how meta it gets. You know, you guys had in Survivor Caramon where it was like M- Malcolm, like comes, comes up with a tribe name, and you had said you said, "Well, whose mom, whose name is yeah, is yeah. Madeline?" It's like that was like the first like meta thing. Where it's like, "Well, I'll come up with the name of the yeah. of the tribe." But is there anything that like goes into your head of like, "Oh, I'm gonna get the name of the episode," or uh, well, like, uh, you know, I want to get the hashtag at yeah. the bottom of the screen? So are people like well, thinking the, the, about the, that? The very first time. Uh, I, I played with Coach. Um, either it was right before I flipped or after I flipped. I, I was sitting with Coach in the shelter, and he said, "Cochran, right now you are the strongest man in the game." And he turned the camera and said, "That's going to be the episode title." Like with complete <laughs> seriousness. So that's and I love him for it. That's what I love about Coach. Um, so I mean, it was certainly on his mind. I think he opened was my it eyes. The name of the episode? No, it wasn't. I think it ended up being like double agent or or something. Um, <laughs> Which, they love a quote. Yeah, they love a quote. Yeah. Last night's episode: "Straw that broke the camel's back." Yeah, I, not I, the llama's back for the rest. I tend to like it when it's not already an expression. You know, I, my favorite. Like there was a season, one of the open. I think maybe it was Vanuatu or something. Was like they came at us with spears. Yeah, was like uh, that's a cool. Uh, uh, Title. I want to give you the names of the episodes uh, this season so far, and we'll rank. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss them. <laughs> thumbs up for thumbs down. I mean, Hot Girl with a Grudge was good. Yeah, that was the that was the premiere. Um, some there's something about chaos is my friend. I think was another. Yeah, chaos is my friend, and ironically, that Tony said it that time, not Cass. So, but and he said it, but it wasn't a direct quote. It was something like. I'm going to cause chaos, my friend, or something. Let me just give you, this is, let me give you the names of the episodes, season one, and let's see where we we came from. Okay, season one, we have The Marooning. That's fantastic. The Generation Gap. (laughs) (laughs) Quest for Food. This just shows what a different era it was. Too Little, Too Late. Okay. Pulling Your Own Weight, that's where Ramona went home. Uh, Too Little, Too Late. Uh, Pulling Your Own Weight, that's Dirk. Utter Revenge. We got a pun in there for the first time. <laughs> That's like a modern day uh, yeah. title. Uh, the Merger. Okay. Oh, they call <laughs> it the Merger. The yeah. 
uh, thy name is duplicity. Oh, that's really good. Who said okay. that? I don't what, are know. Are these quotes or not? Do they always quotes? No. Well, I don't know if they, I mean somebody I didn't say utter revenge <laughs> and then <laughs> wink at the camera. It's Jervis. Uh, old and new bonds. Yeah. Track in the alliance. Long hard days. Death of an alliance. The final four. And Survivor colon the reunion. Okay? I, mean, I think that's actually that's like like reading the Bible to me almost. Like, they <laughs> seem like like because they're just so pure. Because that's before, you know saying quest for food. It's, it's like a nature documentary or something. It's like now we see the marooning and yes. you know, we follow our tribe mates and they are now you know approaching the merger. I like that. Okay, uh, season twenty eight. We have hot girl with a grudge. I, I think that's like a good that. one. Cops are us. See, that's one. That's the one time where Tony lost me a little bit because I thought that was conscious pandering. Yes, but uh, but I, I little, worship Tony. A little too derivative. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's come up with something else. Okay, our time to shine. Not crazy about that. Odd one out. Yeah. We found our zombies. That's a good one. That okay. was that was a good confessional too. That was a, a cast one, right? Yeah, I love that one. And that was when I my cast stock was the highest yeah. at that point. Then we have Head of the Snake. I mean, I, I, I've heard that we had an episode called Cutting the Head Off. Yeah, I think that's a little on the nose. Yeah. Mad Treasure Hunt. That's good. And that was, that was, you know, one of my things about, uh, you're going to go through this, but I don't want to inter- interject too much. But one of my things about Idols is I love the effect they have on the game, but I don't especially love watching the process of finding them or people talking about or speculating who has it. But that was the one time, the Mad Treasure Hunt was the one time where it's like the actual process of, of discovering an idol was wildly entertaining. Okay, Bag of Tricks? I mean, it's so overused now, but at that time, I, I like that. Okay, Sitting in My Spy Shack? I mean, Tony rules. Give me a freaking <laughs> yeah, break. Tony, Tony was really, really killed it on the names. Uh, Chaos is My Friend, that was Another Tony, Tony but a modified quote. Uh, Havoc Tariq, that was Tasha said it. I'm not crazy about that. Didn't really wreak a lot of havoc. Tasha. Yeah. Um, straw that broke the camel's back. I thought that was a little wordy. And ultimately, in the episode, Tony is talking about that voting out. That was what Cass did was the straw that broke the camel's back. So Tony in the, Tony's he, had like two thirds of the episode. He, he's all over the place because he is like in in before the in the cold open. He was talking about um, that he needs to vote out Wu, uh, and he's talking about yeah. how he's like his wife said. I listened to my wife. My wife said that don't be stupid and keeping woo would be stupid. I got to vote out woo. And then yeah. he, and then he's like, Cass, that's it. That's the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, and, yeah. and then he votes out Trish. <laughs> so. That's why he's fantastic. I mean, like, do you agree that he's the best discovery since coach? Who's better than, than he is? Uh, well, is present company excluded? I don't think I'm as good as either of those people are, but yeah, sure, excluding present company. I mean, I think that in the mix, uh, Philip. Philip's great, but I don't think he's as good as Tony or, or Coach. Malcolm? I'm thinking more like Ca- giant, larger than life personalities. And, well, and Philip is the other one. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, I think, t- but Tony has completely also, in addition to being a very compelling character, he's also completely dominating the game. It's very rare you see this overlap. And you're also Russell Hance also. Yeah, but I feel like Tony's a better Russell Hance. Like, I I, I don't want to get into a fight with Russell. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Here you go. Uh, And then the finale is called It's Do or Die. I don't like that either. Okay. (laughs) But, 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 I mean, uh, yeah, no, those are some great titles. But if you compare to the first season. Yeah. Pretty it's cool. A little, little different. It's cool seeing where we've come. Okay. How far we've come. We've, and we, we have come very far. Um, 
how about this one? I think this uh, could be a fun one. Uh, Blue Bear wants to know. Oh, I what, really like this. What is your pitch to CBS for a sitcom titled The Vlachos? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cochran, could you give us? Okay, uh, the, you got a pitch meeting in in about ninety seconds. Okay. Oh my god! For a uh, pilot of a new CBS sitcom called <laughs> The Vlachos. Uh, the Vlachos. Is about um, a, a retired cop who, you know, left the force after getting, you know, he got too caught up in the whole business and wants to. He was getting too old for this blank, as people f- frequently say, and so he, he went back home. But he still thinks about things in the cop mentality, and it, you know, not about like suspecting people are cr- uh, criminals or anything, but he's just. He likes spying on his family, for instance. And how does he spy on his family? He constructs little shacks in the corners of rooms. Multicam show? Absolutely, multicam show. It makes some of the angles are going to be a little bit hard to capture, but I think that you need a live studio audience to really be able to appreciate (laughs) something like the Vlachos. I I, I can already hear the the theme music. Uh, He's going to, I mean, He's going to have a bag of tricks. I mean, the whole thing is. Let me build on this, okay? Maybe instead of a police officer um could he could he be some sort of like uh homeland security okay because then i want to add in a foreign exchange student and okay he so tony of, uh, he suspects yeah, him yeah, no. of maybe being here in this oh my country. god oh, this is perfect and yeah, they're, they're hosting they're hosting the foreign exchange student and so like you know he hears the kid on the phone but he's hiding off in his spy shack in the corner of the foreign exchange student's bedroom oh no i can see that's perfect yeah so it's, it's kind of like homeland meets uh the americans yeah and meets like hopefully some like sitcoms yeah <laughs> um is morgan the daughter on this show and so the foreign exchange student is also trying to hit on the yeah, daughter is there a little bit of like a married with children i was gonna say married with children <laughs> so I mean, the sort of thing where when, she, when morgan comes down the stairs the studio goes, you know she's wearing a little belly shirt or whatever <laughs> <I could, laughs> all right is this gonna pick up um i think we'll, too late we'll, up front? we can get a pilot picked up uh i'm optimistic about a 13 episode order but whether we'll get the back nine is another thing okay all right all right, so uh, we'll work. Hopefully, uh, the Vlachos uh, could get picked up. Mark Slayer also was there. Any? Do you have any cool stories from the set of the Millers? Cool stories. I mean, uh, well, the the, uh, the finding out that Bo Bridges is like a legitimately big, huge Survivor fan was like pretty wacky to me um, yeah. and the fact that these people are like talking but funny stories I don't know I, I, I to th- you might want to edit this out because I don't have like an especially striking anecdote oh no here's from the set of the Millers here, and here's actually I want, uh, I want, I want listeners advice okay. are you gesturing in a way that means I should no, stop I'm talking no I'm not cutting anything out okay 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 um, uh, and I want I want feedback on this because this is something we do in the writers room we have these two carnival wheels in the writers room that and, sounds fun. And and one wheel has the face of every writer on it, kind of like, you know, sliced up into slices of a pie. And then we spin that wheel once a week and it lands on a writer and they have to spin a second wheel. And that second wheel, it lands on a punishment or embarrassing activity that that person has to do the following week um, in front of network executives and cast and studio executives who aren't aware of the wheel's existence. So – We've done things like I had to get the darkest spray tan at the local spray salon. I had to wear a believable wig for a week that looked like my. This sounds like an episode of Big Brother. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and that happened to actually happen at the same time. So, if anybody has any suggestions for um, the wheel, because it's always 
evolving. The punishments. Yeah. That would okay. have been a boring answer to the question. No, I feel like, well, now I feel like I want to get a wheel in here. It's a huge like- morale. But, I mean, no, you need to get it. It's just fun. And we spin it to decide where we're going to order lunch from. Yeah, I feel like you know that would be good to have like uh, when they have like a guest here spin the wheel. Oh, that's incredible! Yeah, this would be like Howard Stern and stuff. Have I, think, some I, think little... it, I think it would be fun. Um, all right, so I don't know. Is that too derivative? Too many people are doing that? No, I mean, I I, I thought we I, would... is that like my cops are us? <laughs> no, you're not pandering to anybody. You're just having fun with it. Okay, let's see. Uh, do a uh, a couple more questions. Do you mean to wrap this up? No, I've. Look, I'm willing to go for at least three and a half more hours. <laughs> no, I, well, I got to wrap it up because we have, I have to get to a whole other nah. segment. We got to take we got to take voicemails with Nicole. Um, Patrick Hagen wants to know how many barbecues since Survivor have you gone to with your dad? <laughs> My dad, he's still wearing sunglasses and stuff. <laughs> barbecues, not that. Oh no, we go like at sushi now, which is so disgusting. I, 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 mean, I like sushi. I've turned onto it. Like that's the most LA thing I've done. Yeah, apart from getting a personal trainer. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I'll get sushi with my dad when he comes into town. But he's still wearing he has a little pork pie hat, like he thinks he's freaking Walter White. <laughs> he got it. He got it a year ago. I feel bad for uh, your dad. Yeah. I feel like you that that you've uh, we know nothing about your dad other than you say, oh, "Come on, dad, Jesus!" Like, uh, who do you think that's, you are? That's how I'm affectionate with people. When I make fun of people at Survivor, it's the same thing. I, if I'm not talking about somebody in a negative way, that means I don't usually care about them. I care deeply about my father. And love him yeah um so no he's a good guy he's a smart he's a smart guy i just don't get to see them as often anymore because on the east coast and it's hard yeah. to keep in touch maybe we can sort of incorporate this real life relationship into uh the vlacho yeah. so spencer is the son yeah, and but- he sort of like is like mocking is like uh like dad like come on dad you really think you're gonna catch somebody like you washed like, who do you think you are who's, who's the mom here is it trish or cass <laughs> Well, Cass I, is like the the like Cass neighbor that neighbor. comes in and like you know her 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 laundry machine is like overflowing with suds or whatever like that's chaos Cass for you and they all yeah she has like dogs that like go in the bathroom on on Tony's lawn yeah. and stuff like that oh this is perfect yeah this is good um I wonder maybe uh, about the mom though I feel like maybe uh, maybe let's let's shoot the pilot with Trish but maybe we yeah, recast she'll, she'll be them. recast with um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll come back. We'll come back. Maybe let's see what the network says. Lisa Welch will come in. <laughs> oh, Lisa Welch. That <laughs> Who was actually, huge. Just, just three days ago? Oh, text Lisa Welch and tell her you're working on something for her right oh, now. <laughs> and she'll, she'll be like, oh my God. Oh, just three days ago, I was walking to my personal trainer to get buff. And then she drives by and starts shouting John out of the window of her car. And we have this little, little exchange. Yeah. So it happens out here. Um, Talk about the personal trainer. You brought it up twice now. I want, the, clearly, because I want people to know that I'm looking freaking I awesome. I was under the impression that you were joking about your your personal trainer. I've seen you posted on Facebook about how, well, I'm getting buff. And, Do I look decent to you? <laughs> yeah, I think, I, you oh, know, honestly, on. I don't remember. Oh, man. I don't, I don't remember what you look like before, but I mean, you that... Uh, you definitely look like uh, somebody who's uh, you're hitting the weights. Man, that's not the reaction I wanted. No, I, um, I, I for, for the record, I'm, I'm with you. I hate, I hate uh, going to the yeah, gym. Or, but I think or, I've had somewhat of a transformation. Yeah. So the, the reason for it uh, is that my and it's not preparing for Survivor or really it's it's not of my own volition. It's my boss. We have a hiatus at work where we take like two months off, um, and my lifestyles that I sleep all day, I eat garbage, I'll get four quarter pounds with cheese from McDonald's and large fries and eat that in a single sitting, or tw- I'll get the 12 taco A literal pound. Pack. A literal pound. <laughs> and I'll get a 12 taco party pack from Taco Bell. 
<laughs> it comes <laughs> one hell of a party, and it, yeah, and it comes in this like cardboard boombox thing. Um, uh, but my boss said he's worried about my health during this break, so he forced me to sign up with a f- uh, personal trainer that I'm seeing three times a week, and I had to get a physical and see a nutritionist. Um, so yeah, no, I, I'm working on it. Um, my big thing is that I have like horrible posture. I'm actually like a decent height, but mm-hmm. I'm always so freaking slouched over, and it looks like I have some spine deformity. We'll take a picture of you before you leave, so we'll get that up, and people okay. can can uh, okay. get a we'll sense. Have to take of, a lot of photos to make sure it's a good one. Get a sense of how how buff you are, and what we'll do is I'll take my shirt off in the picture <laughs> no, put on, next to you. Put on, no, I won't even take a. Now that we talked about this get weird shirt, you have to wear this okay, get I'll, weird I'll, shirt. I'll wear a giant let's get weird <laughs> shirt, and I will look like a sick kid, <laughs> and then and you will look uh, very uh. healthy and and buff next to me. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so, uh, so many other things. Um, somebody, uh, Megan Elizabeth had a number of questions for you. Uh, she wanted to know, I've always been curious. Uh, she says, I have a couple things on my mind for Hercules. I've always been curious when someone goes to the finale show and knows they're probably going to win like yourself. Do you practice your winner reaction face and <laughs> what the options that you run through? Um, no, well, I I have a very I had a very lousy winter reaction. It was kind of like a meek little smile, and I stood up and hugged on and Sherry. There was a period where I was thinking, oh, if I really want to is that the a- move to fu- uh, hug the other people in the finals? Oh, you got it right. I yeah. mean, yeah, you have to. I think there's a brief period where I was thinking, if I want to be obnoxious, I'll do that little uh, showboating air shadow boxing thing that I did after winning the immunity challenge. Yeah. So now I can be a complete jerk and yeah. do that again. But I'm like how disgusting would that be um no i, I think it, it probably ran through my mind but uh, i was so you get so nervous when it's live tv that like you can't but you i bet you're still pumped up that it happened like i the whole thing was just very overwhelming for yeah. me I, I didn't it, it's it wasn't i regret not soaking it in more because there are only so there are only so many times in your life where there's like a crowd of people that are clapping for you mm-hmm. um and i i don't feel like i i appreciated it yeah and you also did nail the the twitter thing was that predetermined did you come come into the night like okay i just gotta get my twitter out there it was it was and if i hit as long as i hit that i'm good i I tweeted the day before i said if i don't get my twitter handle on the live show i'm gonna be like really pissed off yeah but then i wasn't really gonna do it but then jeff asked like a twitter-based questioners it was like somewhat appropriate for me to say it not completely but he said something like we have a question from twitter and i said oh well from at four grays, yeah, yeah, and, 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 a yes. big, and I feel like and, the, their, their user icon is a like a, a dalmatian, a, 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 a greyhound, greyhound, greyhound. And the question is uh, like, uh, what do you think about being a sex symbol? Yeah, and I said, if you follow me on Twitter, I'll show you what a sex symbol yeah. I have, which means like never acknowledging survivors' existence ever again, <laughs> and, uh, and and retweeting the yeah, Miller's but you said, but what, what you said was you know that well, if you follow me on Twitter at blah blah yeah, blah, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, like. Uh, and and said it whereas as opposed to like uh like Otis like in like the middle of like a sentence and it was like it wasn't even clear that it was a riddle too it was like he's like well you know and and actually what happened was that i had seven followers at us music and you know uh, and it was like wait wait, what what was that like uh, and hayden also was it just wasn't clear like you actually there was like an applause but it was like a a laugh break you held for the laugh yeah yeah, that was great and i was surprised that jeff didn't say anything because i like in my head i was imagining jeff just like i feel like he glared at me a little bit i do remember i seem to remember him like and I think that you got off because Jeff was so fond of you. Yeah. Had that been like somebody like when Stephanie LaGrosa said, yeah, well, if you come to Gigi's for the filet mignon pizza. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. 
No floods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I'll be curious to see whether anybody. Spencer, who would be your bet to plug plug Twitter? Actually, Team TV. Do you think Tony will say Team TV at some point? I think Tony will be in a hashtag Team TV t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's going to be wearing... I guess he doesn't have the the aisles anymore. Or he maybe created replicas. I love those drawings so much. Who's the artist behind these drawings? Eric Reichenbach. Art, is he? No, I've oh, 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 yeah. It doesn't look as, like his art style. But that's the most mysterious thing, right? I hope that we, all the other characters, get to come into this world. <laughs> like, I hope that where, it's just where like stadiums a are filled with adoring yeah. well, Tony uh, fans. Yeah, I hope, like, I, I'd love to see, like, Stephen Fishback into yeah. the world. <laughs> like, Tony, like, glasses. <laughs> yeah. Tony puts him in his place. This is, Tony, Stephen actually does do that with his glasses. What's that? Put the fecal matter yeah. on? Yeah. He does? Yeah. Why does he do that? I don't know. He cl- he claims it cleans the lenses better, but I think he just has some weird fetish. But he's a total freaking. Does that like help get the scratches out? It fills the scratches <laughs> with like fine particles, and it's like kind of, it's like a natural solution to it. Oh my god, I had no idea. Um, also from Megan Elizabeth uh, that. Megan wants to know. I know at John M. Cochran is a fan of game shows. Is that is that true? Oh, I mean that's all I watch. I watch uh, Game Show Network. Oh, good, good. Because this is a question about Game Show Network. Uh, if he was on Baggage, <laughs> what would his little baggage be? A baggage reference. Oh my, this is fantastic. Like, have you ever seen Baggage? Uh, yes, yes. So, okay, I have a friend who was on it. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, so for the people that aren't familiar with it, the basic premise is it's a dating show where the people vying for the bachelor or bachelor's affection have three suitcases that they open up throughout the show. And the smallest baggage they open up says, like, I have a collection of snow globes, and that makes me a weirdo. And then it builds up to the biggest one, which is usually like, oh, yeah, I was like in prison three years for, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, assault. Um, like, I have the uh, Ebola virus. Yeah. My, my smallest baggage... Shoot, I feel like I need to have some funny answer to this. Uh, uh, I, I eat, I eat like uh, Hershey's Kisses for breakfast every day. I do. I <laughs> How dr- many? How many is breakfast? I'll have like three Hershey's Kisses. <laughs> Does the personal trainer know about this? Oh, Christ, no. I mean, he would be, <laughs> I got a milkshake from McDonald's last night that he'd be pissed off about. But the thing is, uh, yeah. Um, that's my, I'll, 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 uh, I'll, I'll look up her Twitter handle. Her name is Megan something. Yeah. Could I'll, you, why, this isn't a survivor thing. Could you tweet out in the next couple of days what your small, medium, I will do, I will do that. Yeah, is. I will do that. That's a good, I, I love the baggage <laughs> reference, Megan. That's, I have, the, I have a, a video on my phone of my favorite baggage moment. Uh, would you be in for, this is, uh, your buddy Sophie has been pushing for this. The survivor <laughs> family feud. Yeah, what determines the families on it? I don't know. Well, East coast versus West coast. What am I? I, I well, I think you'd, you'd probably get the pick. I think yeah. you could pick your. T- you'd be like John Robert on Survivor Robs host, versus John. Probably. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. I, I love Family Feud. Okay, do you know who do you do you watch Family Feud? I, I mean, not regularly. How do you how do you rank the hosts? Um, I would say for me, I think probably Richard Dawson yeah, is number, number one. one. I am a big fan of Ray Combs. I feel like Ray Combs. Oh, boy. Been- <laughs> well, you don't like Ray Combs? I think that was a dark era for it. Uh, and then for me, I think Al Borland is the worst. Uh, maybe Louis Anderson goes. I think Steve Harvey is not bad. I think he's I, I by like, far number two. I think he's fantastic. I like when Steve Harvey. Uh, people give he makes really funny faces when people get uh, give really stupid answers. That, that's, I read an interview with Steven. He said that's his his contribution to the show is for the first time he's the host that like if somebody gives a bad answer he's not going to pretend like that's a legitimately good answer. He acknowledges its its absurdity. I feel like Ray Combs did that too. You know where he comes, like, killed himself. I know. Well, I, should, I don't <laughs> judge him on I'm that. I'm not judging him. I'm just saying, like, it's, I can't, I get depressed when I think about Ray Combs as well. It's probably very sad. 
Yeah. Al Borland is the worst. And then Al- um, <laughs> Jay Peterman. Hey, John uh, O. Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, let me Richard see. Richard Card is uh, the guy's name. <laughs> That's right. Um, Christine Radis wants to know, what was the most offensive vote out at Tribal Council? When Ozzy drew a phallus on his vote to vote <laughs> you out or when Cass gave the finger to Trish or something else? Um, I think that Cass's is less sensible because like you just successfully voted the person out and put them on the jury ostensibly hoping for them to vote for you at some point so i you know i don't care when i when i self-appoint myself cochran it's i i'm completely open to any insults but just flick somebody off that you're now hoping will reward you with a million dollars seems a little bit nutty but again i adore cast you're such a such a cast fan i mean i like this whole cast is the thing i mean the remaining people are all great yeah all right uh how about ken crowner wants to know were there any other factors that contributed to his increased confidence level between seasons besides his experience with and as a result of south pacific and my follow-up question to that is is that just a mirage was there an increased confidence level between the two seasons um well the fact that the season was entirely rigged for me definitely helped my (laughs) confidence Knowing that, that I was guaranteed boost. the victory yes. was a big, big plus. Um, but no, part of it is that uh, the people I was around, it was like a nutty misfit group of people and I didn't feel like an outsider in it. And just having the experience the first time, and maybe you, I, I'm wondering whether you had the same experience. Not everything is quite as intimidating the second time. So I just felt calmer. It wasn't even more confident. It was just like I felt a little bit calmer and that allowed me to to play a little bit smarter. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not have a right. super yeah, experience yeah, right. the second yeah. time, but I'm trying to think. I, I mean, I definitely wasn't as nervous. Right. The and the, and the, and the I nerves- was nervous like the first the first night. I was like, I was like, oh my god, like uh, we're gonna sleep on the gr- on the yeah, ground. Yeah. Ah, like uh, like I hope like t- there's not gonna be like tarantulas yeah. like crawling on me or anything, right? Like I'm glad there's all these guys around to protect me. Yeah. Um, you know, in case like something. You're the first us. time or the first time. The first time that was I okay. was like super nervous, and then like like probably like the you know the first night at the second time, I'm like okay, well like. I'm about to go to sleep now for seven hours. That's that's the thing about. And again, this is, you can cut this out, but like the thing about the first I time won't. versus the second time. The first time, even though it was by far a worse experience, and I loved my second time a lot more. The emotions I felt the first time were much stronger in both directions. The like, first time you ever fell in love, I felt. Well, it wasn't. Even, it was just like when I was depressed the first time and scared. I was unbelievably scared and depressed and anxious. And when I was happy. If I if my team won a challenge, I was overjoyed. Never felt that euphoria again. The second time, it was by far overall a much better experience. But I never felt the same highs and lows as I did the first time. And I feel like that's partially why the new people are good because they're having these huge reactions because it's still all so new and, and overwhelming to them. The second time, you're a little bit jaded. You're cut. You see Jeff. Okay, whatever. There's Jeff, and you know, oh, there's a helicopter flying above me. Um, so the, I don't know. That was just. No, that, that's part of the reason I maybe felt more confident the second time too. They say it's the same thing with heroin too, and that's why you have to keep yeah, you taking build more. a tolerance. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why I need to do whatever uh, Utopia, whatever that new game <laughs> show is, do it for a year. Whoa! Oh uh, my god, that's going to last for a year. That game show, I think so. isn't that the premise? The, now this is like the Fox, like build a society. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think they're, I think they're putting them out there for a year. Oh my god, maybe I'm wrong. Oh my god. Um, how about? From Blue Bear, another question. Has, has Cochran gone Hollywood? What's the most Hollywood thing that you have done? Juicing? Gone vegan? Besides having a personal trainer? Eating sushi regularly. 
uh, uh, um, uh, just probably diet stuff, um, and 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 hanging out with celebrities, dating women like Morgan regularly. I think is probably another big one. I thought you weren't um, dating. Having fun with girls. I'm trying to use. <laughs> I'm using a euphemism. Um, uh, I don't know. There's one thing that I'm not LA. The the one thing I'm firmly not Hollywood about is like I still don't really know how to drive a car. Like you'll attest to this. I had to take an Uber, which is like this car service over here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I bought a car after Survivor, but I'm too scared of driving. I almost got into a horrific ac- accident last. What'd week. you get, Pontiac Aztec? I got, <laughs> I got a some BMW Saturn SUV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whoa, yeah. Uh, which is just what it has. I've had it for. I filled it up with gas once in the 11 months yeah. I've had it. You know who's going to do great? The person that buys the car from you yeah. like uh oh, it's a used car it has eight miles no, it, i've had it for about a year and it has uh, 300 miles on it that's not an exaggeration <laughs> there you go and i drove the wrong way off an on-ramp onto the freeway oh my god week. i mean i very nearly died <laughs> all right so whatever you're paying to uber is worth it yeah yeah um you should have like a like, have you considered like a, a personal assistant that could drive that's you so around? Expensive though. So expensive. The thing is I, but if you, your productivity is goes up, yeah, that's true. It's worth it. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't. I this is like one of the few times I've ever left my apartment. I don't. I never. It's the go summer. Out. Somebody would come intern for you. Like it's yeah. like all right. What about like, one of your one of members of the our happy universe if they want to drive me around? <laughs> Look, I'm telling you, if you put it out there that you would ha- take on an unpaid summer intern. All right, Blue Bear, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> that would basically, and you would teach them how to write, yeah. uh, and uh, there you go. I, I'm all for it because um, I need somebody like that. I think this would, this would be great. Okay, Eric Laval says if sh- if Cass makes it to the end, how ugly is the final tribal council going to be for her? She seems pretty confident in her ability to sway the jury, but everyone seems to hate her. Like really, 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 really hate her. <laughs> now you sat next to Dawn and Sherry, yeah. who got beaten up. Pretty what's bad. the worst that anybody's ever gotten. I'm Don. trying to think of what's the worst anybody has ever gotten, but I'm sure it's in the conversation. Yeah. I, I'm sure somebody in the comments would be able to know. Um, do you think that Cass could potentially get the worst that she's ever gotten? Because I don't see Cass opening up with, you guys were fantastic competitors. Right. Cass is going to open up with, hey, I'm here. You guys are over there. So obviously, I'm a better player than yeah. you because you guys screwed up. Yeah. Like, I, I can see her being confrontational I with mean, the jury. The th- the th- I can see her absolutely being confrontational. And I think she probably will get torn apart when she's inevitably in the finals with Wu. Um, but my, my thing is, I, I don't think she's going to react to being torn apart. Like, the thing about Dawn that made it upsetting is that, like, I don't know, the, the reaction to it made it more uh, intense. Whereas, Cass, as is her, you know, demeanor, won't won't respond. So, she, you know, I, I can see Morgan yelling at her or something and all these people tearing into her, but she'll be completely inflexible and will let it slide off her. Um, but I, th- I think she'll have it pretty bad, although her betrayals weren't emotional, you know, and I think that that's what really makes people like when, when you have like Lex tearing into Boston Rob. Yeah, that's because of this friendship and stuff. And that's when it really gets painful and nasty. And the same thing with Brenda and Dawn. It's a sort of emotional thing. I don't think anybody feels that emotionally connected to cast. It'll be more like you really screwed me over in this game and you don't know how to play this game. But it's not going to be like. But 
I could see the cast being like, well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah, you know, yeah, she's just yeah. be like, like I feel like, like they're gonna come at come at her and kind of like you know yeah, where yeah. you know Malcolm comes to you and, and yeah. is like and is like walks away like oh well, yeah. okay uh, that's a pretty good answer yeah um, you know where you know if you said like well Malcolm you know what you're just a a big idiot yeah yeah um, I could see a lot of the like I'm over here and you're over there so I must have done something right sit down it's yeah. kind of similar to what, what, what Sherry did or whatever. Yeah, the, the sit down move yeah. uh, I feel like you could do that once you get, yeah. get, one, you get one of those no, she should do it to every single person <laughs> like yeah but that's what, like what Philip did yeah to hell with you yeah so uh, not good alright one last question for you Cochran Mark Paris says uh, you may dress the same and have the same deme- demeanor but you live in LA have a great job and lots of money mm-hmm. allegedly yeah, uh, spending it all on Uber. <laughs> <laughs> how much happier and more confident are you? And how much have those two things uh, changed your life? Oh, that ties in perfectly with that, what we were discussing before. So I've kind of already answered this, but it is this. Not that it's a high bar to pass, but this is the happiest I've ever been. Yeah, I'm actually already kind of like a depressive person, so it's not. But like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing every day for like the first time. I'm like, mm-hmm. I hated law school. I hated college. I hated high school, uh, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing every day. It's not the the money isn't because um, I don't spend I don't spend money on anything. I eat garbage fast food every day, and drink soda and don't socialize with people. Um, Why did you go to law school? Because it, you you said you've been open about that. Like yeah. oh, I was in law school and I and I hated it. Was did your parents oh, no, pressure no, you to go to law school? Not my parents at all. It's all it was the same. It was well, I was a, I was an English major in college, and there. Law school is frequently like the resort of liberal arts majors who don't know what else to do or don't have any marketable skills. So it's like, I guess I can delay entering the workforce by a few more years by going to law school and maybe I'll get a fancy job. And I think there was a part of me and it was a backwards logic where I was like, I think I'll be good at it. And if I'm good at it, then I'll enjoy it. I was pretty good at it. I got good grades and stuff and got into like a good school. But like I hated, you know, I did internships and stuff. And that was the big I, – I was interviewing for firm jobs the same time I was interviewing for Survivor. And just the difference between those two things where I had to pretend to be interested in something with the law firms and then actually have like genuine positive feedback with the Survivor people for who I naturally am, that's what made me happy. And this job is a similar thing where it's like I'm actually – getting to be myself, joking around with people. I enjoy their company. I think they enjoy mine. Um, it's, the, it's the happiest I've been. So it's nothing to do with money, nothing to do with LA, certainly, because I don't like being, it's like 100 freaking degrees out here. Or in the valley, too. But, and what's, I live, I live uh, in Studio City. I live directly across the street from where this finale is going to be. I might, oh, I, might, I, might, I might walk right over. It's, it's at Radford? I think it's at Radford this time. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, my God. Um, well, that is... Uh, that's all all very good i'm really uh i am uh really really happy for you that i feel like uh i had a, I had a bunch of follow-up questions from uh what, what you were saying but now i can't remember no, come on come what, on ask what, 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 any, questions. what any of them were <laughs> no come on uh, i'm getting a i'm little, very uh, happy I, for you too like like i feel like we're in the same boat where we found something we like doing yeah you're gonna make a career out of watching your favorite shows and talking about them with people who are equally passionate about it. Like what better existence is there? I don't know. I, I think it's great. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. So I remember seeing you during the survivor Caramoan season and we had gone to the viewing party and, uh, there's a couple other survivors there and I was asking you like, you know, how are you, how are you doing? And you were sort of like, 
Uh, you know, I, I go like I'm in bed until like eight yeah. o'clock at night, and then uh-huh. I get out of bed, and I'm like, okay, I'm on the show, and it's gonna be on for like six more uh-huh. weeks, and then it's gonna be over, yeah. and then what am I gonna what am I gonna do? Yeah. And it, like you were just like totally like the, the airing of Survivor and the months preceding it were like the most depressed I've ever been in my life. I would sleep all day and then pour over internet stuff, and I don't know, yeah, yeah. So you, you did not seem to you, be in a happy place yeah. at at that point in time. And you know, I'm I am happy for you that you've seemed to have you know found. I seem happier that, that you really wearing a light blue shirt. And- yeah, 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 you're very. You seem you see how you're basically like Pharrell Williams sitting here with me. And so I like, do feel like we're in a room uh, that fits his description. I can barely see the roof in here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Um but I'm so I really am I'm very happy that you uh, that you came and, and did this. Thank you for having and, me. I don't know if you were if you were nervous about coming here to do this. I don't know if you were nervous. concerned about what you were walking into. I'm not concerned about what I was walking in. I'm always just nervous about uh, talking and having a bunch of people hear me and not seeming knowledgeable about Survivor and whether again I'm forcing my voice upon people who don't want to hear it. So I'm always very aware of that. But I love talking to you. Well, here's and, the thing about podcasts yeah. where it's an opt-in <laughs> medium yeah. where if people don't want to hear yeah. you, like nobody's hearing you that doesn't want to hear you especially now at like almost three hours into this conversation yeah so that's that's the thing about about this where we have a freedom here in podcast where you know it's people like nobody's listening to this by accident right or very few people yeah (laughs) but people who have a command of the iphone there nobody's listening to this by accident yeah so everybody that's here that um i'm sure is very very thankful that you uh that you came on here you are uh, an asset to the survivor community oh, we're, we're very we're very happy to have you as, as part of it and it's less it's less fun in survivor uh when you're not talking about it oh well i, I thank you so much for saying that and you are a far bigger asset to the survivor community the fact that you're the pinnacle of you know everyone everyone who whether they admit or not every single contestant that's watching this season right now is listening to your podcast telling all their friends even to listen all to the it. well i don't know i don't know if they're telling their friends to listen to it um a couple of the survivors were not crazy about the the coverage this season. Uh, for what reason? Uh, well, a couple, a couple of Wait, contest, the current contestants. contestants. Current contestants. Okay. Yeah. And that, and that they felt that you represented them inaccurately or so, or described or... It happens. It happens. I mean, they were, they were probably the nuttiest contestants. I don't know who you're talking about, but they're probably the nuttiest contestants. I mean, I don't know. They have to be realized that they're being judged based on their, you know, 40 minutes a week for however Were you f- uh, happy with your with our coverage of Survivor Caramoan? Uh, yeah, I feel like it was pretty even handed. I feel like, you know, I feel like I came across pretty well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm always happy about it. I realize it's a TV show and I don't, I, there's no hurt feelings whether people say I'm an ugly loser who has a whiny voice or whether they say I'm funny and, uh, an underdog, a rootable underdog. Although rootable apparently in Australia means like, uh, bad. Yeah. You want to have like sex with them. Whoa. Okay. Well, that's, that's even better. Root is like a term for like phallus maybe. Um, you know, we didn't, I didn't get to ask you, I felt like there were a lot of questions that came in about, uh, in, in addition to Morgan love life. Good. I've been dating quite a bit. Whoa. I, I, yeah. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. It seems weird. Not that I've been, cons- I haven't, I don't have a girlfriend or anything, but I've gone on lots of dates, mm-hmm. um, either through mutual friends. I've done Tinder, Tell you're on. <laughs> I'm on Tinder. I'm on Tinder, and I've done some Tinder dates, and and uh, you know, with mixed success. Uh, but my Tinder profile is the most obnoxious thing. It's like it, it just says like I want Survivor and have a million dollars, and please, please like and me. And people like that. <laughs> yeah. the, the girls like that. Yeah, yeah. The girls like the bad boy, right? Is that what? Yeah. The, the I, don't know, is? I don't know. Bad boy is what I'm projecting there, as much as desperate person who's willing to <laughs> spend a lot of money on you. Yeah. But, 
Uh, no, I've got a lot of. Uh, I'm dating more. Uh, and what do you what do you attribute that to? Is it because I would imagine that I mean I've never really heard you talk a lot about your dating life yeah. pre Survivor, uh, and I would imagine it. This is it's certainly better. Is it is it the is it L A more conducive to? Uh, the the dating is it the, is it the winning survivor is it is it more confident is it being on a thing like Tinder yeah oh, I, I don't think it's uh, L A I actually think I would rather be like in New York for dating um, yeah L A makes it is kind of hard um, but I think the fact that I'm happier means I'm like more prone to like seek out the company of other people whereas I was very very depressed and like insulated and kind of I'm still kind of a recluse but uh, I'm happier and more eager to seek people out and also on the writing stuff I'm the only single male um and so there's i think there's some expectation like you, you gotta be if, if it's a show about single people like we need some insight into what dating in oh, the 2010s so y- is like if you were to uh couple up then you would be less valuable right, you a, know, i just need to be a heartbreaker yeah okay for job reasons <laughs> for job security yeah, but, uh, well, that's but, why you gotta keep it it's, fun it's going better although you know i still haven't uh I'm not. I'm still no Lothario. That that is. Uh, look, I'm still a mess in plenty of ways. All right, but, but I'm getting better, and it's 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 like uh, enjoyable. All right, so John Cochran is here. The winner of Survivor is. Oh, woo woo! Woo <laughs> <laughs> train. Okay, <laughs> the winner. The winner of the RHAP fan favorite is uh, Lindsay. Lindsay. <laughs> okay. And the first person from this season to come back and play again is who? I mean, there's going to be simultaneous people, right? I mean, it's going to be... I, look, it's going to be Tony. It's okay, going to be Spencer. This? It's going to be cast. Uh, the, o- the over-under of people from this cast on Survivor 30... I think a minimum of four people from four this season people. are going to come back. Four. I, Whether I it's for season 30, I'm just saying four people from the season are going to come back. We'll come back. And who, who are they? Certainly Spencer, certainly Tony, certainly Cass, and then I think Tasha has a good chance. I think um, I actually think Sarah has a pretty good chance if you want to go back a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what we'll see what this f- holds for Wu. I mean, Wu will be on the All Winners yeah. edition, I imagine. <laughs> Probably. Like, um, I think you've ju- you're just kissing up to Wu for the All Winners. I think that's what. Yeah, you're- <laughs> this is my pre gaming with yeah. him. No, yeah. I'm telling you, Morgan I, is Morgan coming back, or you're not letting her out of your sight. Um, Morgan, God, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that thing. Uh, Whoa! <laughs> no, 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 no. I was saying, I'm sure you'll joke. get some advice this, from with people. This joke with this yeah. joke. I'm okay. Um, do you want to put out a hashtag for people to give us uh, if they listen if they listen to this entire conversation? Usually, yeah. I do it at the end, but for if you if you want it, I could do it here. If people listen to this whole conversation. Uh, and then they will tweet you the hashtag. You don't have to write back to them. Wait, what, what, what hashtag for what? That what I like to do. One of the, one of my things that I do on the show is when we get to the end of a long podcast. Oh, I like evil to giggle give, was one, right? Yes, okay. evil giggle. That's what with, with poverty. Yeah. Do you want do you want to give up something that that we talked about in this conversation? Do you want to get that that acknowledgement from people, or are you like no, that's going to be pressure for you to like ah, I got all these people, but nobody would know necessarily unless they were looking at your name how many mentions you were getting. You don't have to write back to people, right? Um, uh, what's a good hashtag? Well, what have been the salient things that have come out of this conversation? <laughs> <laughs> that we want to quote was the evil giggle something that was referenced earlier in the podcast yeah that we talked about if okay. Parvati was playing her season what would a hashtag okay, that would cute. come up in her season oh uh hashtag uh looking buff <laughs> not uh look, looking buff okay 
They don't like that one. I was going to say, let's get weird, but I'm wondering how much uh, Chase Hashtag Wright's the Vlachos. <laughs> the Vlachos. Okay, that's great. Coming to CBS. <laughs> the Vlachos uh, Fall 2014. All right, just uh, the Vlachos. That's good. That's good. Uh, that was my favorite thing. Okay. Cochran, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. There you have it. That was John Cochran here on Rob Has a Podcast. What a great job by Cochran. It really means a lot to me that he came here and we did the show. And uh, very good to see Cochran here in person. And even better to see this person here back in the studio, which I feel like for the first time in a good you know, seven or eight weeks. I, it might have been even before the merge the last time we talked to this person. Here is the one only first lady of podcasting. Here is Nicole Sesternino. Hello, everybody. Nicole, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. I've missed you. I haven't seen you in like three weeks. Yes, you've, you've seen me. Very briefly. Very briefly. I think you guys have heard from him more than I have. Yes, because Nicole is uh, not always listening to the shows. I I have a baby to tend to. Yeah, but you could have the shows on and it would soothe him. It upsets him. It upsets him. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, you think I'm podcasting too much? No, they just get more of you than I do. Hey. Which is fine. But you know what? In fairness, uh, these people, the good people, the listeners of Rob has a podcast, uh, they are they are giving a lot of moral support, and a number of them have become patrons of Rob has a podcast. And uh, well, they, then they deserve you more. Yes, yes, <laughs> and they help make all of this possible. So uh, I do it all. I do it all for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you'd like to uh, find out more about the benefits of becoming a patron of Rob has a podcast, you get access to the patron Facebook group and access to the patron once a month live show. Next one is coming up, I think. On May 27th, I think is the Tuesday. Uh, last Tuesday, Tuesday after Memorial Day, we'll have the next patron show. I want to so, be on it. You, well, you, I'd love to have you be on it. You got to find a babysitter. Mm. Okay. Anybody <laughs> want to babysit? Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do that on the uh, last, to try to do that last Tuesday of the month. And that's going to be a, uh, another fun show where I take phone calls from people. I try to do like, uh, you know, taking calls from people live and answering a bunch of questions. And we've got all sorts of other incentives for people who want to become a patron. That's a pretty good deal to get your own private podcast if you're a patron. Well, that's that's one of the things that that's offered if people wanted to do that. Also, speaking of May 27th. In addition to the patron cast, there's also going to be another show that's airing that night, which we're going to be covering on Rob Has a Podcast. Have you heard of the show, I Want to Marry Harry? I have. Yes. Well, (laughs) I don't know if we're going to do a podcast about every episode of that show, but I will have some special coverage of that show, and I will have a Survivor co-host with me to discuss the premiere of I Want to Marry Harry. But I don't want to say exactly uh, un- until until I get the show further planned, but that should be a, a fun show. I think you guys will be happy. I think this person should be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right. So we talked with Cochran. We took your questions from Facebook. Now it's time to dip into our voicemail inbox here for Rob Has a Podcast. You guys sent in your voicemails. Rob has a website.com slash voicemail and of course, three two three two eight two R H A P. Nicole, are you going to do another podcast with me at the end of the season where we do a wrap up? I would love to. Yeah, we also 
do in the off season are 25 questions from the listeners of Rob as a podcast. Right, well, let me know when I need to get a babysitter. Okay, so this is like your, like, I feel like the off season is my busy is season. Is your busy yes, season. Yes. Right? People were asking me for a friggin' five the other day. There's a lot going on right now. Yes. I feel like we should do a friggin' five. Can you talk about right now where you are in the process of hiring a regular babysitter? I have an interview tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> there yeah. you go. All right. But you know what? I, I went on care.com. How's that? It's really awful. Like, oh, uh, okay. Well, let's not get into that. It's really let's awful. That. Uh, that, uh, Is this Cochrane's water? I think it was mine, oh. but I'm not 100% sure. I was going to treasure it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Good. And I was going to uh, so talk about your story and call it I don't care.com. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do care. We just we have too many other things to talk yes. about here. Okay. We're, we're heading into the third hour of this podcast now. Well, let me just say 50 applicants. One interview. One interview. Okay. <laughs> Nicole is very, you know, it's basically, it's an easier time getting on Survivor than getting through Nicole's filters for being a babysitter. I think so. Okay. So let's go ahead and let's talk about some of the things that you guys wanted to hear us talk about tonight. So let's start it off here with a question from Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay. And uh, here is Rochelle. Hi, Robin Nicole. This is Rochelle from Amsterdam, Mafalda's friend. Assuming that we will see two challenges next week, do you think that we'll see the family visit? The players, especially Jeffra, seemed really sure that the families would come visit at some point. What do you think about this? Greetings from Amsterdam. Okay, Nicole, we have not seen a family visit yet this season. We have not. We have two immunity challenges to get through Mm -hmm. this season. I don't see, or I'm sorry, in this two-hour finale, I don't see how we're going to have time to squeeze in a family visit. And also, what's the point of a family visit like on day 38, you know, day 37? Mm -hmm. So, Nicole, does that bum you out that that we will not get a family visit for the second consecutive season? I do love the family visit episode. Yeah. so It is one of my favorites. Now, do you think that this was A, a move to save money, or do you think it's B, that they felt like they're creatively empty with it? Now, this also has coincided with the family visit in the past had been always like, oh, you get a Sprint phone and, and yeah. this like this new Sprint doodad, uh, you know, Palm Pilot, whatever, <laughs> you know, and like it's loaded up with messages from your family. So was it just like they made so much money from Sprint on that that they could cover the costs of flying the people Probably. out for the family visit? And then if they don't have somebody to sponsor the family visit, it's like, ah, well, it's that's too much. So they're, they're being real cheapo depots yeah. with the family visit? <laughs> yes. Is that what that is? But, I mean, as far as the show goes, I mean, it does cause drama most of the time. Yeah, but if the last family visit we ever get is, you know, ends up with Dawn taking her teeth out at the finale, <laughs> then, you know, if the Brenda and Dawn thing ends up breaking the family visit, I think I'm okay You'll with that. You'll take that? I'm okay with okay. it. Okay. Okay. Let's take a question here from Jordan, and he wants to know about Spencer's shot if he doesn't win immunity. G'day, Rob. It's Damo from Australia. Me and the boys are just wondering, if Spencer doesn't win immunity next time, how can he go to the end? Because who would want to sit next to him? Bloody love your work, mate. Bye. Bloody love the work. I don't know if he said his name was Jordan. It says, it says Jordan in the text. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what he... What, what. I'm not sure if that accent's real. You think it was a fake accent? Fake accent. Fake accent. Fake Hold accent. On. G'day, Rob. It's Damo from Australia. 
Me and the boys are just wondering. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's fake. Why would people do that? Why would because people, I love accents. People people think if they call in with an accent, they're more likely to get on. So they yes. Use fake accents. Yes. Fake accent. Oh my god. But I love it. Oh my god. Okay. So uh, what do you think? Can Spencer get to the final two? Final two confirmed today. Uh huh. Can he get to the final two if he does not win immunity? So who do we have left? We have Tony. Tony, Spencer, Wu, Spencer, Cass. Wu. Um, I think, you know what? I think, it, I think it, it could go either way. I mean, did you even think he was going to last this long? I didn't think he was going to last this long, but now he's won two consecutive immunities. So I feel like if they, he doesn't win immunity, they got to vote him out. I, what I think he can do is I feel like if he... If he can win immunity at four, I don't know if he necessarily has to win it at, at three or maybe the other way around. I feel like he, he's got to win at least one immunity and maybe he could talk the other people into doing something stupid. Does Tony think he can beat Spencer? I, well, I think everybody, what, what we've established with Cochran is that everybody there is going to want to go to the end with Cass. Yes. <laughs> yes, because it's basically Cass has made herself out to be such a person that you want to go to the end with. Cass is going to be in the end no matter what. Can we just talk about how nasty she was in the last episode? Woo! Was she cast? <laughs> was she cast? She was casty. Casty. Oh, no. Oh, man. Did she really need to give the finger? You seemed bothered by this one, what she was doing during the episode. I, I, that was a bit much. That was a bit much. You didn't care for it. I, I, did, I didn't think it was... Um, it was a classy thing to do. Do you think that is she doing this to get to the end or is she actually feel this way? I think she actually feels this way. Hard to be an actor on day 36 of Survivor. Uh, yeah. So that's that's tough. You are who you are on Survivor. You are, you are who you are. Okay. Let's take a question. Uh, Nicole, have you missed Ron Chan? I did. Okay, let's... I had a dream about him. No, you didn't. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a question from Ron. Hi, it's Ron from Toronto. Robin Nicole, if Cass, Tony, or Spencer wins this season, would you consider this the greatest season of all time? And by the way, who is Dominic going to vote for for the fan favorite player of the season? Okay, so all right, if Cass... He's going for sexy man voice here. Cass, Tony, or Spencer wins this season, is it the best season of all time? It's a good season. It's a good season. It's a good season. I, I think if Spencer wins, it's a great season. Okay. And what about Tony? Tony, like Tony are, did play. He did play hard. I feel like Tony or Spencer wins. I think people are going to be pretty happy. Cass, I think that's going to be a tough thing for people to swallow if she wins. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't have a major problem with it. But I think the the average viewer, I think, is not going to be thrilled with that. Yes. I think if Tony didn't have a Twitter... I'd be more excited. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you could say it's the best season of all time. Yeah, it was good. Let's see how, let's see what happens in the final night. I, I don't think it, no matter what it does, I don't think that it could be the best season of all time. Yeah. I feel like. What is the best season of all time? I, you know, for me personally, it's the first one, even though it doesn't, it doesn't hold up. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like Agreed. a Citizen Kane type thing yeah. where if you watched it today, it's like, you wouldn't say like, uh, oh my God. Yeah. Um, this guy's voting by the alphabet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. You know, if we're going to take that out of the way, I feel like Heroes versus yeah. Villains 
is probably still better than this, but it's close. I, yeah. I think it's it's probably in the top five. And Blood versus Water was good too. Blood versus Water was very good. I think that this has been better than Blood versus Water. You think so? I think so. Yeah, I I, I think it's been a really good season because Blood versus Water was you know got a little bit of a bump from the whole thing with the. Um, tiebreak rock vote yeah. at six but I felt like that Tyson had it pretty much on lockdown and I wasn't like getting super nervous for Tyson who are you getting super ner- nervous for here I'm nervous for I mean every week anything could happen mm-hmm. you know and I didn't come into every week on that like oh my god I wonder if you know Jervis and Monica are gonna flip on Tyson like yeah. I kind of felt like it was sort of like on cruise control yeah other than the whole thing with getting Hayden getting uh, Sierra to flip with that mm-hmm. stuff and then who is Dominic going to vote for to win this wonderful trophy Nicole were you impressed with it when, when I opened the box today I had a feeling that's what it was yeah I know you very well okay mm-hmm. and so were you impressed with it I was impressed and who's Dominic rooting for Dominic was rooting for Morgan Oh, yeah, well, for that, obvious that reasons makes, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense okay so let's take a question. Let's go to Trevor. And Trevor has a, a question that he would like to ask us here on the voicemail. Trevor, take it away. Hey, Robin Nicole. It's Trevor from Vancouver. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and a survivor. But who's also a big fan is my pet llama. And he's got a question for you. I'll put him on the phone. So what do you think? Uh, Nicole, what do you what do you think of that? I mean, for, for one, I would have to say that pre-merge, yes, but I would have to say over I don't the even last... know what the question was. I was just laughing at the llama. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, can you repeat that, please? Okay, I'll give you. Let me give it to you one more time. You had me at llama. All right. Hey, Robin Nicole. It's Trevor from Vancouver. I'm a huge fan of the podcast and a survivor. But who's also a big fan is my pet llama. And he's got a question for you. I'll put him on the phone. So what do you think? It's a good question. <laughs> That's what I said. That's a good question. Yeah, so what's your take on that? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> all right. Can we... All right. This isn't like an inappropriate quote or anything like that but i figured i wanted to talk llama here <laughs> so let's let me just i want to play for some clips for you uh-huh. okay so last night here was uh tony and he gave us uh this sound clip i'm sorry i don't talk llama i'm supposed to talk llama to you <laughs> <laughs> you understand that better that was the last straw that broke the camel's back <laughs> was it the camel's back or the oh. or the llama's back? What's a llama? Llama. You want me to talk llama to you? <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I think I almost peed my pants last night when I was watching that. You loved it. I did. I loved it. You loved it again. I just is... don't understand why he picked a llama. Yeah, uh, I know it's too late in the day for this, but I really wish that we could have done a uh, a song a song parody today <laughs> of what does the llama say. <laughs> Oh, Tony. That is the best thing you've done all season. Wow, that's the best. All right, so then at Tribal Council, then we were talking about this, Uh and Tony was talking about what happened back at camp, and he said this. So I had to talk to her like I'm an animal. So I said... (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is actually my favorite. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I just want to punctuate everything with this 
<laughs> I, you know what? We did the Tony ringtone. I think I want to make my text messages every time. <laughs> oh, please. Oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> so I think I will do that. I'm going to set that I, I, I will set my phone to that. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll, we'll, we'll get that up on robaswebsite.com slash ringtone. That's so amazing. Soon. So amazing. Okay. The Tony, the Tony uh, message notification. <laughs> you don't like this one, more, right? <laughs> That's like a drunk llama. <laughs> that one's mad. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's a mad llama. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Nicole. Stay tight because we're still hot. Yes. Yeah, oh, dirty. <laughs> stay tight. We're still hot. <laughs> All right. All right, you ready for uh, another another voicemail? I hope it's another accent. So far, we're, we're three for three with accents. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, if you want more, let me see what I can do for you. <laughs> Luckily, Rob has a planet, Nicole. I so know, I know. We have people from, uh, I'm like uh, the uh, Jason Derulo <laughs> voicemail. I have uh, voicemails all over the world. All right, here's one from Poland. <gasps> Hi there, Rob and Nicole. This is Peter from Gdańsk, Poland speaking. First of all, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've been listening to you guys for almost two years, since two I was years. 15, actually. So thank you for making my journey to school more enjoyable. Aww. Now on to the question. So we know that Jatia is probably the worst player in Survivor history. But is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Do we have a possibility of a top 20 player in the entire game on Survivor Kagayan? Love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for your answer. Bye. <laughs> 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 all right so i don't know if we agree that jatia is is the worst player of all time i do think his accent was great though okay so wait a second did jatia ever send you that package no liar liar pants on fire <laughs> wtf jatia now we know you're crazy all right uh, but don't <laughs> i'm gonna take it back i take it back i take it back <laughs> <laughs> all right so the uh, Peter brings up a good question about the top. Is there a top 20 player this season? The answer is, I don't know. And (laughs) we're going to find out this summer because three years ago this summer, I did the original uh, top 20 players of all time podcast. Uh And this summer, I've already been talking with the tabulator about it. You're revising. We are going to refresh the all time top 20. Sounds good. And so we will take your polls. I'm working I'm working with Kurt on what exactly the vo- scoring system is. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's three votes, and you get to say first, second, third. Okay. And everybody can vote once per computer, just like on the RHAP fan favorite player of the season. And then we'll have a countdown show of 20 to 1 and the full rankings. Sounds good. Okay. Here is uh, Dan Heaton wants to talk about Cass's game. Hi, Rob. It's Dan Heaton. I'm calling with a question about Cass, who I think is one of the worst in Survivor history at jury management. And I'm wondering if you think there's any chance that Cass will reach the end and then tell everyone they've been punked and say, surprise, I was playing a character kind of like Philip Shepard, but even on a larger scale, and that somehow she'll be able to explain her way to the million dollars. I think it's unlikely, but I love the idea of something (laughs) crazy like that happening, especially after this week. And also, if Corinne cannot do the Season 29 cast assessment, 
I want to make a pitch that Cass does it because I think it would be amazing. Thanks a lot. Bye. All right. In the event that Corinne cannot do the season 29 cast preview, should Cass give the cast preview? That would be a good second choice. <laughs> yeah, it would definitely be. A, it would be interesting. It, it would be. It would be interesting. I. I've. Here's the thing about Cass that I feel like that she would be great to have on a podcast because all I want are people who aren't going to pull any punches and yes, aren't going to be yes. like you know political. Political of like, well, I actually think that this person has a good thing, and you know, and blah 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 blah. So I think Cass would be podcast goal. Yeah, and I very much look forward to uh, Rob has a podcast. <laughs> I think it would, be, it would be very very good. Controversial, definitely. But I have never been one that shies away from controversy. True. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? No, you're right. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, so uh, Cass would be a good pick. Ironically, the Cor- Corinne and I differed about Cass in the preseason where I said I thought Cass was going to be the first one out. Right. And I thought that she was going to be very interesting uh-huh. and be a, a really interesting character. Corinne said she sucks. She's going to be the <laughs> worst character ever and she's going to win the season and it's going to be the worst season ever. So we're both wrong. One's closer than the other. <laughs> Why? Who's closer? You. What, that she was the first one out? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Okay. All right. Let's take a uh, question. Nicole, I didn't know you were such a, uh, you were so down on Cass. Oh, it, it's, after last, the last night's episode, I just, what, like, what I was went, it? Giving the finger? I mean, she was, like, calling Trish a bitch nonstop. You like, like I mean, it was really below the belt. What about what Trish said to Cass? What did she say? Uh, she, she said that Cass is always the victim. Well, yeah. Was I, that was that below the belt? I would say this, and, and Trish touched on this in her exit interview with me, that uh, I don't think she took any personal attacks right. on Cass. She didn't say, like, uh, you know, Cass, your physical appearance is blah, blah, blah. Like, have you ever seen someone get voted out and a, a member of the, uh, you know, this, sitting the there. still in the game? Still in the game. Actually go, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I, a couple times this season, but not too many times before this season. Yeah. yeah. And then and then give the finger? <laughs> I've, I cannot recall a time when somebody gave the finger. I'm sure it must have happened. I, 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 it must have happened, but I mean, come on. I'm sure it must have happened. And that's not very good jury management either. Not good jury. Well, Dan Heaton said that he thought she's the worst ever at jury management. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's take uh, two more. Here's uh, DB in Saskatoon. Okay? Here we go. Hey, Rob. This is BB again from Saskatoon. So the ratings just came out this morning, and Survivor won the night and viewers again. Wow. It consistently beat X Factor last season, and this season, American Idol, which is now downsizing to only one night a week. Then you also have The Amazing Race moving to Friday nights, which is pretty much death row. Why do you think Survivor fans are so loyal? What does the other sh- what does Survivor have that the other shows don't have? Thanks. Okay, this is interesting. I was going to say that the that Survivor has Rob has a podcast, but <laughs> then I realized the so does so does uh, the Amazing Race. So do the other shows? Yeah, well, not all of them. American Idol. No, no American Idol. Yeah. So a, a couple things here. Um, so Survivor has had very strong ratings. Survivor has had a strong a strong season. American strong Idol. Comeback. American Idol though is in a free fall. 
Well, I think, you know, they the voice is killing them. Much. The voice like, is killing them. Like, had Survivor had, like, you know, basically, like, four different hosts uh, between then, then I think that's that's a problem. And nobody's been able to come along and do Survivor better than Survivor's been able to do Survivor. Right. And so, it's like, people are huge fans of Survivor, whereas I feel like people are huge fans of singing shows, and it's like, okay, if The Voice can do singing show better than American Idol, people Which will it leave American Idol and go watch uh, a different singing show. So I feel like there's there's that, and I feel like Survivor has done much more about fostering community and, and been much more uh, better with the fans. And, you know, even like the people, the people that go on to win Survivor are, you know, uh, very good with the with the fans and like you know whereas all the american idols like you know is the winner of american idol like on twitter like talking to people like so uh, no they're just promoting their stuff a lot of a lot of different factors now as far as the uh, amazing race going to friday i don't think that that is as bad of a thing as i've seen it reported like oh friday night that is uh death for tv show friday night that is a wasteland I've said for a while, I thought they should put Survivor on Saturday. So I don't think it's the worst thing in the world for a show with a established fan base to mm-hmm. go to Friday night or Saturday night. Because if Amazing Race can deliver on Friday night and, and have its ratings uh, stay good probably they won't be as good as sunday the casual fan won't be checking it out but if the amazing race fan shows up for the amazing race on on friday it could air on fridays for 10 years it's hard to get good numbers on friday Mm -hmm. so and saturday too so shark tank does great on friday yeah so if you can be a show that does very well on those slots and and deliver and if the amazing race audience finds it on on friday then i don't think it's gonna have a problem and i wouldn't be surprised if one day you know friday became amazing race and survivor on Mm -hmm. on a friday night you know i think if that move were if that move works amazing race does well on friday don't be surprised if survivor goes to friday night also Mm. Okay, and that's going to be basically I win. I kill myself. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, so I'm excited because there's so many shows I have to podcast on Sunday night. So I'm very. But Friday was our free night. Not anymore. Mm. Now, now there is no free night. Find a babysitter. Uh, I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> and then you could podcast too. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's do one last question. It's actually not so much a question as it is a performance piece. And uh, let's go to Austin Thind. I'm going to play what he has for us, and then I want you to tell us, let's uh, have a throwback here. This is a ding it or fling it. Okay? What do you say, Nicole? Here we go. Austin Thind. Hi, it's Austin from Vancouver, and this is my rap about Survivor Kagayan, and it is a tale between brains, beauty, and brawn. The season has been crazy, and it ended so fast, and we have no one to thank for that, except Tony and the Spy Shack. Spencer is on the bottom, and he is the clear favorite, but between his hairs and his repetitive confessionals, I feel he is overrated. Nonetheless, him or Tony winning would be the ultimate payoff. I wouldn't even be mad if the winner was someone obsessed with the word chaos. The season has been amazing, and a strong finale is something I believe in, because this Survivor 28 has been huge, and I needed this. Ooh. 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 (laughs) All right, Nicole. Ding it or fling it? I'm going to say, because it sounds like he's dinging at the end. Ding it. All right, ding it. I think he saved it there. He saved it, yeah. He saved it. It wasn't going... I don't know if it was going great. Yeah. Um, I feel like, how do you not go here? 
Hi, it's Austin from Vancouver, and this is my rap about Survivor Kagayan, and it is a tale between brains, beauty, and brawn. Okay. The season has been crazy, and it ended so fast, and we have no one to thank for that, except Tony and the Spy Shack. How, how do we not go cast? Because he doesn't like her. He doesn't like her. Or is it like, the season's been great, but everybody except cast. How okay. do you not rhyme cast and fast? Okay, you know what? He did something nice for you by doing a rap. Don't critique it. I'm, I'm helping. That- You're not helping him. I'm like a I'm like a rap guy that I'm putting tracks. Down. You are the I'm, whitest white boy I have ever met. I'm me. I'm putting tracks and and making music. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You have so much. Rhythm. I'm like a DJ. But Podcasting s- is the same as DJ. But so <laughs> not. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you, Austin. Thank you. That for was your, great. I liked for it for your uh, ding worthy rap. Yes. Yes. It got dinged. It got dinged. It got dinged. All right. Nicole, are you ready to hear about the inappropriate quotes of the night? Yes. From, yes. Okay. All right. Inappropriate quotes of the night. And first off, uh, we had Spencer. He won. He won immunity. Okay. And uh, did you hear what Tony, what Spencer said after he won immunity? I did, but I'm not sure what you're going to okay. play. So here's Spencer after winning immunity. I'm sorry. I don't talk glamour. I needed it. Okay, <laughs> so and now we can combine uh, Tony and Spencer for this is huge. I needed it. <laughs> there you go. This is huge. Uh, I need. Do you think it. that future contestants are now going to try to get on the Rob has a po- podcast soundboard? I think so. I think so. <laughs> if, if if you ever hear a future contestant say, <laughs> you know, and then I felt like we had the greatest all the greatest all time inappropriate quote uh did you catch it last night no all right here's jeff during the immunity challenge if you try to force it and it doesn't fit probably doesn't belong there (laughs) (laughs) i think my mother said something about that even your mom caught that my mom caught that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah so nicole remember rules to try to force it and it doesn't fit probably doesn't belong there (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh truer words were never spoken it's true if you try to force it and it doesn't fit, it probably doesn't belong there. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jeff. Or uh, if you try to force it and it doesn't fit and the other person says... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's no good. That's no good either. It hurts. Yeah, it, <laughs> it hurts. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> oh, boy. What if, what if the other person says? Oh my god! Oh, it belongs my. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some of the uh, social media. Austin Trop uh, put this all together for us. Uh, Spencer last night at Spencer BGM said, uh, "Not sure which I prefer: when Woo says Woo or when Tony impersonates a llama." <laughs> 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 Uh, Spencer also said I was malnourished enough by day 36 that I forgot all of this it's like getting to watch Happy Gilmore for the first time again (laughs) okay Um, Spencer also said uh, Chaos Cast showing as much class as Trish showed body fat oh and uh, well Trish really needs a sandwich yeah and Cass uh, wrote back at least tag me properly when you throw shade young one and that's young lad. Young lad. Yeah. Did she give the finger while she was doing that? <laughs> she might have. Yeah, I bet she did. <laughs> she might have. So then 
um, by the way, as far as uh, when Tony won the challenge and he got to pick somebody and he picked Trish, but he called her anorexia. Is that offensive? Well, I mean. He's like, all right, anorexia, get over here. (laughs) She is a bag of bones. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So then Russell Hans, the Uh Russell Hans, tweeted. I could even beat at Cass uh, McHugh, <laughs> L-M-A-O. She is a horrible player. Uh, and Cass wrote back, maybe to a stupid hat, smelly ass contest, but certainly not in a game of wits uh, at Tony Vlacho's mini-me. <laughs> well, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Cass. And then... Um, Somebody uh, basically it looks like this. What did, he re- what did he reply to that? I don't think he said anything. At least that's not what I have on my desk. He must have not logged into Twitter because <laughs> he would reply to that. <laughs> yeah. And then so uh, somebody uh, basically tweeted to Cass, uh, was the middle finger really necessary? And Cass said to this person, if you knew what she said about my family, yes. Okay. Well, you don't mess with people's families. Well, we don't know. We don't know what she, what she yeah. said. Okay. Um, also, uh, Garrett got caught up in the feud with Tony. Garrett said uh, to Spencer BM, Tony is greater than Garrett in any and every way a man can be measured. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Team TV. Garrett wrote that? Yeah. Okay. 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 And then uh, let's, <laughs> let's see. Um, oh, here was a tweet uh, from some of the other survivors. Uh, Alexis Maxwell said, I want to play in the mud. <laughs> wouldn't it have been good to see alexis maxwell twerk in the mud i'm sure yeah okay uh here's what eliza the llama would have went crazy <laughs> uh eliza said if you have two idols only good through the final five why on earth would you not give one to your closest ally and person who can't win hashtag survivor yeah okay um interesting and then let's see uh if Oh, we had one from Lisi Linares. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, Lisi Linares. I feel like this needs music. <laughs> well, we don't have time for that. <laughs> uh, Lisi Linares said, uh, suck the mud into your ass. Uh, hashtag Survivor Comedy Hour. <laughs> best, best quote. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would have been a very inappropriate quote. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, remember with the mud. If you try to force it and it doesn't fit, it probably doesn't belong there. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, also, uh, the Abby Maria, she tweeted, uh, Talk Llama, LOL, Survivor pee in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, dying, ha, 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 ha. Okay? Oh, Abby Maria. Uh, yeah, Abby Maria. Okay. And I think that's that's probably about uh, all that I have here. For I want to know what russell hans replies so keep me posted okay, we'll keep keep nicole posted yes. um nicole who are you are you endorsing anybody for the for the fan favorite or you don't feel like that would be appropriate um are you going to endorse <laughs> i will not i will not endorse anybody last time i endorsed i got in trouble okay well yeah don't force it yeah it doesn't fit if you try to force it and it doesn't fit it probably doesn't belong there <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so Boy, we have so much to do here in the next uh, seven days or so. So uh, don't forget, we have the finale of Survivor Kageon coming up on Wednesday. 
I'm sorry. This has been a very long podcast for me. <laughs> I mean, we're we're on the uh, the business end of closing in on four hours here. Uh, so we have the the show on Wednesday. We're going to do Survivor Know It Alls uh, live after the finale, and mm-hmm. that's going to be a lot of fun. Are you excited for finale on a Wednesday? I, I am. Yes, I think that's going to be good. And so we're going to do Survivor Know It Alls, and then on Thursday we are going to have our exit interviews with the final four. Yeah. So a lot of Survivor still coming, and maybe we'll get some more uh, podcasts along the way. I've mentioned this uh, before, I think, but uh, we are going to also be covering, once we get to the Survivor offseason, which is going to be starting Thursday, uh, I'm going to be covering Last Comic Standing, which is coming back to NBC next week. So look for a Last Comic Standing podcast. And to preview that, I'm going to be speaking with the winner of Last Comic Standing 3, my friend Alonzo Bowden. So I I recorded that conversation earlier this week. We also are going to have a some. I'm working on a uh, a pretty good Big Brother Canada interview uh, to bring that to you guys, and also we'll have coverage of the finale of Amazing Race All Stars starting on Sunday night with all your coverage, and then I'm going to have interviews with the final three teams from the Amazing Race All Stars on on uh, Monday. So I'll see you in like two weeks. I'll see you in two weeks. And by the way, also we're going to have some special podcast coverage of. The Bachelor, Ooh. Bachelorette, which is going to premiere. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. So uh, that's everything that you guys need to know. If you want to stay on top of everything RHAP, sign up for the Rob Has a Podcast Tremail, uh, which you can sign up for in the sidebar of RobHasAWebsite.com or go to RobHasAWebsite.com slash newsletter. You'll be on top of all of the events and uh, I'll let you know about all the big things and then uh, all the blogs and everything uh, that's that's coming up. And Nicole, I know you need to run, but Nicole, it was great to have you back on the podcast. And it sounds like we're going to be hearing more from you in the next uh, in in the coming weeks. Yes, you need to get your uh, smoke detector checked. But all right, well, let me. I'll, I'll, I need to go get my smoke detector checked. Everybody, if you made it, if you made it all the way to the end, do you want to have a a bonus? Uh, half- I thought you were going to say boner. No, no. All right, that's it. All right, that's it. Everybody, have a good one. Bye. You need a hashtag. Hi, this is Amy from New York, New York, and I'm a Rob Has a Podcast patron because I need Rob Has a Podcast more than Tony needs to figure out the difference between the Middle Eastern desert animals. Hi, this is Avi, and I'm a junior patron of Rob Has a Podcast because I need Rahab more than Tony needs to learn how to speak llama. Hi, I'm Mary. Interpretation. I would have never learned to speak llama unless I was a patron of Rob Has a Podcast. Hi, this is Molly Shock from North Hollywood, California, and I'm a Rob Has a Podcast patron because I'm also a wild, skeletal, blue-eyed banshee. Before becoming a patron of Rob Has a Podcast, I felt like a foreign exchange student. Now, I'm part of the family of patrons. I'm paired later, and I love my patron family.